Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. I got bronchitis. Bye. Welcome to the home of stupid. That's right. You're now listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Well, you always said in a different life, maybe you could work on a farm. This not is, an animal farm. I'm oh, talking, I'm talking like vegetable. corn. Oh, like, yeah. No animal no, husbandry for no, you? None of that. I'm not putting on a big plastic Glove. oven mitt and shoving it in a bottom half. Well, husbandry just means you're helping the animals. I mean, you do help with that, but you help with well, other you, things too. Well, that's what I mean. You have to make sure they breed. Yeah. Or you, you got to get their uh, swimmies out. Featuring Panama Ted, imported from Panama. Thank you, Ted. You suck. The Anna Ray on traffic. Five minute delay. And a bunch of internet sounds that make no sense. To reach around the guy. <laughs> you gotta squat and be ready. <laughs> Balls on his chest. Strap in and strap it on. This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Oh, we have a big program today inside the NFL. All the news and notes you want, need, whatever, mm. coming up at 348. We have Rapid Fire Rapid Fire, mm-hmm. in the 4 o'clock hour and a game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game this week, Boner? This week we're doing snack trivia. Just your favorite snacks. I love snacks. Stuff you may not have known about them. We're you and I trivia. both love I had combos this afternoon. Do you have any combo trivia? Um, I didn't have combos on there. This mostly ended up in the, I'm going to not lie, mostly ended up in the candy and cookie aisle no, of trivia. Sweet. But See, I don't think of those as snacks. I think of, oh, that, as think of that as dessert. Snack? No, that's dessert. Sweets. Okay. Yeah, but if you're in the middle of the day and you just want a little something, you just grab a couple of cookies. That's not dessert. It's a snack. Well, that's true enough. It's just, when you ask me where my brain that's goes, fair. Yeah. when you say snack, I automatically think salty. Yeah, that's reasonable. I think I have a few salty, but yeah, I do. But there's mostly sweet on here. Okay. That probably explains the difference in our girths. Because Why? Because <laughs> like com- the combos I had for a snack well, today I'm not are healthy. They're healthy, but it's like you you're preferring you're prefer what? Preferring. They were broccoli flavored combos. <laughs> Delicious. Your preference is salty, which is not necessarily the healthiest thing, but mine is a donut. That's slightly mm. worse, is what I'm saying. Oh, I I prefer a donut too. Right, but you will settle for salty. Can I bring donuts in here tomorrow? Don't ask without me. I'm getting not in fired. Charge. I just think it's so stupid. We can hug, we can breathe the same air, but if corporate gets wind that we have a box of donuts we're sharing down here, the world will end. Go ask Platinum Fox. He's still drunk from yesterday. That's fair enough. I wanted to be drunk yesterday. I went home and drank myself into a stupor. That was, I mean, it was a great time, Mike. A great time at the at fan the golf outing. Fan yes. golf outing. I, here's the thing. Just hot. I obviously have been in temperatures much hotter than yesterday. Maybe I you have were too. out and about yesterday and you're like, what was the problem? It wasn't that hot. And it wasn't. Temperature-wise, it was not that hot. We were in like the vortex of hell. We weren't getting any air. The humidity was a million well, and you look, and we're wearing earmuff headphones. You don't like the heat. And I know. That's, I don't like and, and that's fair. So if someone looked at it and said, well, Mike, you're complaining. This is weird. You don't like the heat. Get over it. I love the heat. I live in the heat. I want to be in the heat. I'd rather, much rather be hot than cold. Yesterday, I looked at you after about 10 minutes and said, this is going to suck today. 
because it was so hot out there and humid. It felt like someone was just every 10 minutes bringing a new plate of sizzling fajita stuff and sitting that skillet and then right taking in front their, of you. their pants down and farting right in our face. It's hot fart wind. It was just steam and gross humidity. We were broadcasting yesterday from a sauna. Right. There was an old <laughs> Polish man putting putting water on rocks. Which I didn't I I didn't I I still don't know why that is. Is that just to create more to create steam in steam. there? Yeah. Okay. But does it not create its own steam? Like do you have to do that? Otherwise it doesn't work? I don't know. And how are we heating those rocks? What's under there? Lava. Need- lava. Oh, lava. Magma. Well, not in not in most saunas I've been in, buddy. I gotta tell you. The why? No lava. No? Why saunas do not have lava. Excuse me, can we get some extra magma in this sauna? Sorry, sir. We're fresh out of magma. <laughs> why is your YMCA built on a vo- volcano? Well, we want an authentic why spa not? experience. We want that authentic spa experience. Why are you for spraying you? me with ash? I, well, this is what would happen if the volcano erupted. That's right. That's what I want in a sauna experience or sauna. I've heard some Sa- sauna? sauna. That's not right. That's I've heard, not I've heard right. people say it that way, but it's not right. <laughs> sauna? Getting in the sauna. Is it Delhi Lama or Dalai Lama? <laughs> I'll never forget that. We had a news guy here at the radio station for years. Mike Hawkins. Worked for ONN Radio. Veteran of this business. Veteran. And he looked at me one day and said, is it Delhi Lama or Dalai Lama? Well, what is this, like a high school recruit no, that you never heard of before? Here's the thing. Those are the sacred arts behind the scenes of radio. Because how many times have we asked stupid questions about... Well, in fairness, we've asked those questions about like a new Buckeye recruit where we may not know how to pronounce a person's name and we don't want to screw it up. Dalai Lama is one that I think probably should be in most people's vernacular or easily Googleable if you don't know how it's pronounced. He had another one, too. We used to have it. I don't think we have it anymore. Hmm. Where uh, he was interviewing somebody and they used the term 24-7. And he stopped and said, now, 24-7, what's that mean? <laughs> what's that mean? It's a, it's a fra- favorite slogan Imagine. of the Delhi Lama. Yes. When I go to the uh, Sheets gas stations, Mike, they're they open have, 24-7. They, they have a sign. As you walk out the door, it's reassuring. It says 24 7 You know it's there every day. Uh, Pete Alonzo wins the home run derby for the second year in a row. He was very excited about it when oh. he was done, as he would be anytime you win a million dollars, which he did right. last yeah, that's, night. That's great. I he mean, said I just, he's the greatest power hitter in the game. Let me tell you. He's your guy. Pete Alonzo is my guy, but he's not my guy. Well, he plays but for the Mets. He's he the, does, right. I know. You're but a Mets I'm, fan? Just the, some of these quotes. I'll read them to you. He said, I think I'm the best power hitter on the planet. Being able to showcase that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no problem with that. He talked about how when he was given the seeding for the home run derby because they're seated, yeah, he was a fifth seed, and well, disrespect. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, disrespect. He said he said that his teammates on the Mets started coming up to him and saying, "Hey, man, you got to feel pretty disrespected yeah. about that." And he said, "Now this is where it would be a good quote if he said it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter." Because it's the home run derby. No. But then he said... Minimizing the home run derby. This is the showcase of Major League Baseball. He said, it doesn't matter. I'm going to win it anyway. That's right. It's like, all right, I got no no problem with that. And he backed it up, I guess. So that's fine. Reigning champ should be the one seed the next year. Make it a rule. Also, he's got... I think he's got uh, 17 home runs right now. Which, 
17 home runs before the break. That used to be known as a good start to your season. Now it's nothing. That puts him at 14th in the league in home runs. Doesn't matter. Plays in a big ballpark. That's fine. I'm just telling you. It's it just is. A, but is that not a little indicative I, of the state of baseball? Slightly I don't that a guy know. with 17 jacks at halfway point. It's like, oh, that's hey, nice. Man, Shohei Otani's got double it, that. He does it when it matters in the oh. exhibition. <laughs> he does it. He does it when it matters. That's right. He ripped off his shirt. Yeah. Let me tell you something, brother. You're not going to have me as a five seed. He does have a little bit of Hulk Hogan vibe. To yes. Him. I agree with you on that. The real totally. American. Sure. He knows where his bread's buttered. He made more last night winning the home run derby. He made a million dollars than he's going to make all season long with the Mets in salary. Oh, yeah, right. So he knows. He knows what matters. Deal. Yeah, but I, that's fine. It, it matters that he's making a million dollars, but Pete Alonso's going to make $100 million plus. Well, let's not get bogged down by that. I plus mean, is right. Lots and of plus. And he knows that. Lots of plus. So, I yeah, okay. By the way, I guess I also want to point out here, the Mets are good, so I'm not ripping Pete Alonso and saying you only show up for the home run derby. He, you know, the team has been good. He has been a good part of that. They're leading their division. That's good. But what a sourpuss! There you was are. just a little bit. What well, your guy? He's my guy. Won the but, home run derby. You know, he fought all odds. You want to talk about Trey Mancini and his <laughs> cancer? Get out of here. Fought all he odds. fought all odds. Pete Alonso. That's the other thing, too. I mean, Trey Mancini had to deal with stage three cancer. Pete Alonso was a five seed. That's all a, right. That's so let's one. talk about the deck being stacked against you. Maybe, maybe in a situation like that, where you're squaring off against a guy who overcame cancer, maybe the way what, to you take just your, want to lie down? Maybe Is that the way, what you want no, to do? No. You give him the million dollars? Maybe. That's not what Hogan would do. <laughs> maybe after you win, you just go... Hey, it was great. What a fun night for baseball, huh? It was all good fun. No. I got a million dollars. No, you Pete tell Alonso everybody. must pose. I am the best power hitter in baseball. Bow down before me. There will be no other gods before me. I am Pete Alonzo. Hear me roar. That's right. He was playing to the crowd. He was doing the, the Hogan ear. Like, let me hear you. Well, yeah. I mean, flex a little bit. Yeah, of course. You can't see me, but I'm... Flexing over here. You're not. That's not flexing. This is flexing. You look like someone who doesn't know how to swim or I'm, have sex. I'm, I'm not sure what you're flexing. You are trying to have sex Ooh. with that with that water. I'm having is a what whole heart doing. attack over here. I flex a little too hard. Like <laughs> <laughs> I have an aneurysm. <laughs> that was like a kid in like fourth grade who's like, yeah, I know what that is. And then he's just like, this is how they do it. In fourth grade, a guy that. used to run this radio station. <laughs> you know who I was talking about. Your motion there. Was, yeah, I know what that I is. I wish we had fan TV going because I wish people could have seen what you just did. That was not flexing. Teddy can come in and take a video. He's flexing. flexing. Good thing this is a visual medium. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's good for me. I'm enjoying oh, I'm the show. Sweating now. Yeah, well, don't do that next time. Pete Alonso, anyway, calm down. Got the, uh, got the big one tonight. Reichert Kia fan poll, 971thefan.com. Who wins the All-Star game, the American League or the National League? You know, I put a lot of analysis into this. Yeah, what do you think? I'm going to say the National League based off of the dominance of Pete Alonso last night. I'm going to say Shohei Otani wants to redeem himself. I'm Somehow Shohei Otani is going to hit a home run in this game. He's going to win the game. Yeah. And he's going to get a save. I don't know how that's possible. He will. He's gonna, they're going to bring him back in 
to save the game. By the way, did you see old uh, Stephen A. Smith? I saw he apologized. Had to go issue a little apology and, by, there. And, and good for him. Yeah, he did. Good for and, him for doing it because, you know, and, and I'm not a Stephen A. Smith fan, but there are other guys in this business who would just simply come back today and double down. Well, here's, here's, I agree with you. He's making $12 million. Here's where I think he still, he he did better than he had to, or or better than I expected from Stephen A. Because that he said all those comments about Shohei Otani and it's not a great look that the guy who's the face of baseball right now doesn't speak English. Yikes. Those bad comments. So then he tried to explain himself yesterday after the media firestorm he stirred up. That didn't come out well either. So what a Skip Bayless would do Skip. is he would wait until his show the next day to generate ratings and numbers and turn this into a thing. Stephen A., to his credit, at least put a statement out last night that said, okay, I got this wrong. I really stepped in it. This is a bad idea. I shouldn't have done this. I didn't take into context everything else. Maybe that was all crafted for him by PR people. I don't know. But at least he didn't wait until his show the next day. What a low bar we've set <laughs> for number one, yeah. having a horrible opinion, doubling down on it, and then eventually apologizing before your nationally televised TV show where you're paid $12 million to spew bile. But whatever. At least he got that right. Eventually, at some point last night, he started to figure it out. Some more problems for Team USA. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You'll find slow traffic on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East Split. Watch out for delays in that area. And more slowdowns on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. This traffic report is sponsored by Safeguard Soap and Sanitizers. As we all find a new normal, don't just wash your hands, safeguard them. Safeguard hand wash and sanitizers help reduce the spread of bacteria, and it smells amazing. Now buy one, get one free at Walmart and Walmart.com with online offer. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Simpletons, nincompoops, ignoramuses. Just a few of the many different words that you can use to describe the hosts of this show. Also, fat. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. Bone has something very important to tell you. That's right, Mike. A little mini bone of education for you. I don't know if you knew this about water, but as it moves through soil and rock, it dissolves small amounts of those rocks and soils and brings those minerals, specifically calcium and magnesium, into your home. Mm. These minerals can make your water hard. Mike, you might have heard of hard water. Yeah. That's what we're talking about, which of course that's no good for your home. In fact, I can knock on my water. Yes. Sounds well, like wood. If you were wondering if you might have hard water, if when you like go to lather up in the shower, you don't get the soapy, bubbly goodness that you're looking for. Yeah. That's probably an indication oh. you've got some hard water. Is it because I also don't use soap? Well, that <laughs> I just rub my hands together. <laughs> water. You're, <laughs> you're just, yeah. Why did I get any lather? This is Use some soap. Yeah, this is because you have many other problems. But anyway, I don't know why I can't talk. You need help? Want me to Heimlich you? That's that's the hard water I'll, from I'll here. I'll Heimlich you. The hard water from here is choking me out. Teddy. I got to get home to my Connecticut water. Teddy, come in here and rub bone. <laughs> Give him a shoulder rub. Anyway, if you want to get I'm rid of the bone. funk in your water, you can go to ConnecticutColumbus.com to find out how to get rid of all that hard water. You don't want that in your house. Hard. You want nice, soapy Goodness when you get in the shower. So check out ConnecticutColumbus.com and get the funk out of your water. Get rid of that hot water there, John. 
specifically the calcium, magnesium, and other mineral I thought magnesium was good. No? Well, it might be if you eat it, but if it dissolves in your water and then leaves a residue on all your stuff, it can ruin your appliances, among other things. That's a beautiful name. Magnesium? I'm going to have a new kid just so I can name her Magnesium. Call her Maggie. Yeah. Actually, now that I... Next time I meet a Maggie... I'm oh, going to assume short for magnesium. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to assume her name is. That's right. Uh, Team USA loses their second exhibition in a row, this time to Australia. Now, unlike Nigeria, they're saying Australia's gold medal contenders, but still, not a good look. You're 0-2 in exhibitions now as you get ready for the Olympics. Greg Popovich got into it with a reporter after the game because he felt the reporter was not respecting the opponent's. In another dimension, Greg Popovich could be a college football yeah, coach. Yeah, that's exactly right? that's exactly what that sounds like to me. Is is that's not the reporter's job. It's not the reporter's job to sit there and roll down the Nigerian roster and say, "Oh, this guy, this guy's underrated. Never heard so, of him before." And in the Australia game, I mean, I get his point is, well, this is a gold medal caliber team. All right, and you lost the game. Guess who else is supposed to be a gold medal caliber team? Team USA. It always amazes me. And we've had this before where Olympic basketball team fails to meet expectations, but they go play for Team USA in the Olympics, and then they're shocked when they're compared to Team USA in the Olympics. Yeah. I don't... Look, I like Greg Popovich a lot. I think he's a hell of a coach. I've respected him, all that stuff. But the reality is you can't be shocked when anything less than a gold medal is going to result in people being critical of the job Team USA is doing. Now, they haven't even started playing these games yet. These are exhibitions. They right. don't count for anything. And and part of what he was talking about, in the Nigeria game, the, they had no problem getting open looks from three-point land. And so that was something that they wanted to limit for Australia, which they largely did. But you still, you're looking for positives, like this is a plucky underdog team in, you know, I don't know, the MAC taking on, you know, getting ready for the tournament. This is... Team USA going to the Olympics, you expect Team USA to be as good as anyone when the Olympic Games start. So, yeah, that's that's a problem. I don't think it's unreasonable for you know people who are looking at this and reporters to say, what's going on here? Sure, Australia's a good team, but nobody in this tournament or in any tournament is supposedly Team USA. We're supposed to be, as a basketball country, better than any other country because we've got the most talent. That's changing, but still, I can't blame people for having that expectation. Greg Popovich, one of the greatest coaches of all time, right? No doubt. And sometimes in this country, we get bogged down by our political differences. And we look at the person across from us who doesn't agree with us politically as inferior, less than human. I don't even want to have a discussion with you. And I think that's a problem. But this right here is the perfect example of how deep down we're all the same. Greg Popovich probably agrees with Nick Saban on nothing politically. I'm going on a limb. Yeah, probably right. From what I know about those two guys. Probably right. And yet they are the same guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like Nick Saban will sit there and he'll lecture the media about how dare you disrespect Coastal Carolina or wherever they're playing that day. That's fair, but he'll. (laughs) I guess the slight difference would be Nick Saban will do that before the game, and then they'll win by 60, and he'll get mad that the students left early. Greg Popovich is doing it in this case after you lost to a team that in Australia, yes, Australia is a very good team, but you can't blame people for still expecting Team USA to be better. I, 
I don't think that's a lack of respect for Australia or Nigeria. It's an expectation for the U.S. from U.S.-based reporters that the team's going to be as good as anyone, and that's not unfair. All right, baseball things. All-Star game is tonight. We will join that game in progress at 9 o'clock right here on The Fan. But Rob Manfred speaking about the state of the game, and he said that next year, seven-inning doubleheaders will go away. Uh, he also said that the runner on second base to start the 10th inning is likely to go away, which, you know, you and I would have talked about this. I, I hate these two things. Seven inning baseball games to me is not baseball. And the beauty part of baseball is that the game can go on forever. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't obviously, but you're not, you're not manufacturing something to get the game over quicker, like putting a runner on second base. This flies in the face of the essence of baseball. And so I guess the good news is, yay, we're going to get nine-inning baseball games mm-hmm. next year. Right. So we don't have to have this discussion like, is a seven-inning hitter, no hitter, really a no hitter? I don't know. We shouldn't be having these discussions. Of course not. Because a baseball game is nine innings unless... It's rain shortened. Please don't send me those things. And, oh, they played a six inning game. Right. It's like once, yes, once every blue moon. Yes, you can see that happen, but not as a stated objective for Major League Baseball. That's not what this is, and and good that they're trying to get rid of going away from that again. But you know what I thought when I heard these comments today? It's like, oh, okay, seven inning baseball games go away next year. Runner on second base in the tenth probably goes away next year. Are we at all having a discussion about how we may not have baseball next year? No. Because the labor agreement is up and like maybe that's the first priority. Yeah, we should be. Maybe it's not it's not up right now. I I think this is a little bit from Rob Manfred. Just let's clear that out of the way. Get that off the runway because we know what's coming is going to be a lot more headache. No, I, I know that. But I feel like we're sort of ensconced with everything great about baseball this week. Because it's the all-star game and the home run derby and let's talk about the state of the game and future plans. But there is no more important negotiation than what you're about to have. Because if there is a prolonged work stoppage, I don't know if this game survives. I really don't. Not not at any level that it would be mirroring what it used to be. Not even, I mean, it has lost so much of an audience over the last 50 years, 60 years. That's natural, right? As as more sports have risen to prominence, you have greater distribution yeah, of all these games. People are going to find other things to do. Yeah. People can build their lives around. When I say that, I don't mean that disparagingly. People can build their fandom and their lives in some ways around 16, 17 weeks of an NFL season, you know, because now the NFL is a 24-7 media product. You've got outlets to delve into all that all year round if you want to. Back in the 50s, if you wanted to watch a sport, Nonstop, twenty four seven. If that was like you wanted to consume that every single day, baseball was your option between the radio and the newspaper, and occasionally TV. That was what you had. So it's not wrong that that's happened to baseball. But now, if there's a prolonged work stoppage, you're right, Mike. So many people have lost touch with what makes baseball fun. Why the game has been enjoyable for so many years. You've seen the game change on its own in ways that baseball is trying desperately to stop and to reverse course on. I don't know. If, well, let's if, not even if, talk about that. If that, what I'm saying, you you have to in the sense that that's caused a lot of people to be turned off to yes, the game. You're right, and then you add in if they have a six month prima donna work stoppage or the the billionaires and the millionaires can't get together on what's best. 
there's going to be a lot of people who just go, oh, well, whatever. But I, I'll, I go love to, how, I'll go to a game here and there. I'm not going to watch it. I love day. how this stuff makes the headlines this week, but nobody's asking the tough questions like, what are you doing about this expiring CBA? Oh, we're, we're getting ready. Yeah. You're get, we're sure. getting ready for what? Well, you know what it is, though? And this is this is just a problem with Major League Baseball and with sports media companies. You have a lot of people who cover Major League Baseball who are also fans of it being successful. Like, it's their livelihood. If the game goes down in popularity, they they have fewer people watching and reading them. So do they want to write articles that say, this might all be going away, or this might be not what you think it is. We might be headed for disaster. That's kind of tough when everybody else is like, hey, baseball, happy times. Yay, Shohei Otani, awesome. Better than Babe Ruth. Right. Like That's going to kill the vibe a little bit when right. everybody's talking about this may be the greatest player we've ever seen, one You're of the right. greatest seasons we've ever seen. And then you have, oh, yeah, by the way, this is all going away next year. Jim Harbaugh's seat is not the hottest in the Big Ten. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slow traffic to watch out for right now. You are going to find some delays on 670 westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Plan on slowdowns in that area. And more backups expected on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East Split. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Good news, Ohio. Safe Auto offers state minimum car insurance for less than 66 cents a day. Safe Auto is available 24-7 to help you save. Get a quote in less than three minutes at safeauto.com or call 1-800-SAFE-AUTO. Play it safe. Safe Auto. Only an array with fan traffic. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Hello. Happy Tuesday. Inside the NFL coming up at 348. We have rapid fire in the 4 o'clock hour. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game this week, Bone? We're going to do some uh, snack trivia. That's what we're going to do. Don't forget, on Thursday, tell your friends we are doing no sports. Mm-hmm. On Thursday, three hours, sports banned on this show. As a matter of fact, Teddy will be hooking up Jose Altuve's electrodes to our privates. <laughs> and if we talk sports, he will electrocute us. I mean, I wish Ted would just buy, like, you can buy the same brand as Jose Altuve uses, but why did you have to go buy the one he used off of eBay? Because that's the worst part. Speaking of Jose Altuve, remember, he's not at the All-Star game because he's hurt. Mm-hmm. Think about him just running the bases without a shirt on the other night. Yeah, I was. That's what I was thinking just of. being hurt. But yeah. he's not there. Carlos Correa also selected to the team. He's not there because mm-hmm. his wife is pregnant and she's she's due in it's, November. It's so. it's definitely not related to them getting booed. No, it's and, only about them wanting to spend time with their significant other. That's the thing is that the crowd was so hot to boo someone last night. They booed the Astros mascot Orbit. <laughs> no joke. I they booed love it. the mascot yes. because the players didn't have the stones to show up. Boo boo that man. Yes. Or woman. Boo the mascot? I don't know. Whatever mascot is. Yes. Boo that mascot thing. didn't do anything? No, boo it anyway. It's you know why? That's an avatar for the that's the representative of the Astros. Right? If they just sent out like a random front office employee who sells tickets and were like, hey, Here's uh, Jeff, our ticket sales guy. They, he would have gotten booed because they just want to boo Astros. That's right. People. All we want is the ability to boo cocky, right? We just want to the cocky, the, Astro, the cocky players. The cocky players. That's the all we want to do. Of course, yes. Right. I know. What you I'm mean. seven years old. You need a Hummer. I don't. I do. Okay. We got 
You, you've got some stuff going on on TV right now, <laughs> my friend. I, all I did was turn on the television. No, here's, here's what's here's, I didn't here's do a this problem. to troll you at Shut all. Shut up. Here's all right, a problem. Go ahead. You have, on one screen, you have a cooking show <laughs> yeah. where they are making they tacos. tacos. Delicious okay. tacos. On the other screen, you have Botched, which is a plastic surgery show. <laughs> yes. And so I occasionally look up and I will see someone chopping up meat on the cooking channel and for a brief moment i go oh my god oh it's the cooking channel and then i looked up again and i thought oh that looks like some they prosciutto are, they are no that is the death they not- are ripping open this oh, woman's chest this is, right this, now this is, this is like honestly cannibalism psychosis stuff you got going That's on why this, I turned is so, it on this for is you. so disorienting where i look at at one point it's We've like done the show for I'm a long hungry. time together man i see things that make me hungry next to human flesh we need to start challenging ourselves because we've fallen into a routine into some bad habits we're used to this mm-hmm. so i said here's how i'm going to challenge bone tacos on one tv human flesh right. being ripped up no, on the I, other tv I, I looked up at one point and i'm like ground beef which channel am i watching what's happening this is so disorienting and i, lo- I love how like on this show botch which if you've never seen it people go into plastic surgeons and they say you know, I, I had plastic surgery in the past. It didn't work out. Can you fix me? Yeah, these That's two what it plastic is. surgeons help people who have really bad plastic surgery. But I love how, like, we're just seeing someone with their shirt off, but they they blur out the nips just yes. a little bit. And it's yes. like, oh, well, that's acceptable. Oh, yeah. We're Why watching not? shirtless television. We're like, pretty this much is, seeing everything. We're seeing everything you want to see. And then they're like, oh, no, this is fine to put on the middle of the day. Just no problem. Kids getting off school. What's the kid? You imagine if this, this is was educational. on TV. I never would have sought out a blurry channel in my life if, as a nine-year-old, I got home from school and was like, "Oh, what's on E? Naked people." This is erotic to you? It's not. No, it's not. Watching people get I cut off in surgery. I, like, what's the matter with you? I said, "Little bone I, comes home from school." Ah, like, oh, yeah, this is doing it for me. Cut that chick up, you the- serial killer freak. When I'm nine and I've never seen anything. And then they showed the consultation. No, not the surgery part, you All sicko. Right. Consultation. The consultation, consultation part. gets you off. Surgery, not I so much. I didn't even say. I was nine. It would have been curiosity of, oh, what's going on under there? I can see everything now. Mm-hmm. They're showing you everything you want to see. Can we get back to the show? <laughs> Stop putting... You want to watch some more meat chopping? <laughs> it's such... Dennis Dodd from okay. CBS yes, go ahead. has put together his list of coaches on the hot seat. He ranked all 130 FBS coaches. And here are the categories. Way to overachieve. What? Doing all, all, doing all the coaches? Yeah. All right. Well, he knows the situation of all of them. Calm down. Here are the categories. Win or be fired. That's the highest my butt is that, on fire. That gets, you, that gets you a five on his... That's a five. Zero through there five There are only star. three coaches... Out of the 130 FBS coaches to meet that criteria, which is BS. Anyway, four is start improving now. Six coaches are in that category. Pressure is mounting, 14 coaches. All good for now, 33 coaches. Safe and secure, 52 coaches. And untouchable, 22 coaches. Uh, So here's what we have. You would think maybe that Jim Harbaugh has the hottest seat in this conference. That is not true. Mm. There is a Big Ten coach in the win or be fired category. That Big Ten coach is Scott Frost. 
Oh, wow. I thought maybe it was Ryan Day because I was just reading Pro Football Focus and I didn't know. I'm sorry. I got that screwed up. No, he is. Uh, he's start improving now. Let's get moving. <laughs> no. Actually, Ryan Day, for what it's worth, on this list is a zero, which is untouchable. He should so. be a zero. Yeah. Absolutely right. So he's Scott Frost, here's his rationale. We never thought it would come to this. Entering his fourth season, the native son slash champion slash Husker is 12 and 20. There's disarray in a program that once bled consistency. Its best player, Wandale Robinson, transferred uh, transferred under Scott Frost and has one top 20 recruiting class. Is the average recruit aware of the once glorious brand? Then there's the embarrassing Oklahoma fiasco where Frost attempted to back out of the game months before kickoff. So much was expected, which makes this rating difficult. Now, you and I have have both said that obviously this is not going well for Scott Frost. No. But how badly is this going? Like, if they're under 500 again this year, is that it? I mean, is he done after four seasons? Or is he back next year and then we're talking about Crapper, get off the pod. Their, their AD at Nebraska just stepped down, I want to say. Yes, Bill he Moose. retired. Yeah. So the guy who helped kind of bring him in, Scott Frost, that his guy who was there to you know advocate for him and brought him in said, this is my guy, that guy's now gone. Not that that means you're just instantly toast, but he doesn't have the record right now since he's gotten to that campus that justifies you saying, yeah, at least it's pointed in the right direction. It's not as if he went out and achieved something with their record where you can say, yeah, his third year, though, or his second year or this year, there was a time where he he won nine games and was awesome. No, they've they've not done that. I mean, like you said, 12 and 20 is pretty bleak. So I think you need to have a big eight win plus season to be able to say Scott Frost is not going to lose his job. Now, we know in college sports, the way this swings he wins eight games at Nebraska. It'll be like, oh God, thank yes, we knew lifetime contract. Like they'll swing the other way to where yeah, Scott Frost right. has figured it out. But if it's five hundred or below, I think he's done. Now, full disclosure: Dennis Dodd seems to hate Scott Frost because last year he was also at a five <laughs> on Dennis Dodd's rankings, right. win or be fired. That's fine, but maybe it's because last year was so weird, right? I think having like not a full schedule and everything else probably plays into that a little bit. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying going into last year, going yeah, into season I know, three, but right. But I'm saying he didn't do well to start. And then last, if you're saying well, that's because like, well, schedule's fi- too hard, I'm saying, why didn't they fire him last year? Well, the answer is because it was a weird year, but I don't think they, I don't think they're going to go. The so he doesn't get the did. benefit of the doubt. No. This year, well, he's not. He he wasn't getting it last year from Dennis Dodd. He's not getting it this year from Nebraska. No way. Uh, he has Harbaugh to four, by the way, for what it's worth. Well, here four is a start improving now. Well, you know why? I think I think Harbaugh should be at a five. I think he should be a pants on fire. I don't know why this guy still has a job. They just gave him a new deal. No, I know it's a deal that's very friendly to Michigan and not very friendly to him unless he starts winning. He's no, not going to make a ton of money. Fire him at the end of the year. They don't owe him anything. I know Very that's what little. I that's what I mean. His his deal is kind of irrelevant, but they did sign him to a new one to show some little bit of faith in him or give him one more shot. However you want to read that, I I too think what did they go last year two and four? Yeah, two and four. The equivalent extrapolation of that, you know, no way. Like there's not a chance that you're going to be going, you know, whatever that be four and 
nine or whatever they would end up being four and eight. There's no way you're getting to keep your job if you do that, Jim Harbaugh. Inside the NFL coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heath Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slow traffic to watch out for. You are going to find some backups on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East split. Watch out for delays and tap those brakes on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. This traffic report is sponsored by the Home Loan Expert. At the Home Loan Expert office, they're locking loans in the twos, saving their clients hundreds, even thousands of dollars a month with a simple refinance. TheHomeLoanExpert.com, the Home Loan Expert, LLC. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hey, do us a favor. Go to wherever you get your audio. Search Common Man and T-Bone. You will see our cartoon faces pop up. And if you haven't done so already, click subscribe. Every single one of our shows comes to your device free of charge. Do it now. And if you enjoy the show, please do leave us a nice review. Teddy reads all of them, and he tells us only about the good ones. That's nice of him, because I don't want to read about the bad ones. I don't want to hear them. I hear that enough at home, so I don't need to hear it from him. That's why I don't tell you about too many of them, right? That's right, Teddy. (laughs) Once every three weeks when we get get a review, it's always great. Once every three weeks. Inside the NFL, hit it. Common Man and T-Bones Inside the NFL. Brought to you by my friend Dick Masheter Ford. Open 24-7 at MasheterFord.net. Bone. Well, man, some good news on the vaccination front for NFL teams. I say good news because that hopefully means more teams reaching that threshold. Hopefully we won't see any major stoppages in play. But eight NFL teams now have reached the 85% of players vaccinated. Still a ways to go, but... Just as of Monday, it was at seven teams, so one more team has joined the list. That's good to know. Hopefully, with training camp open in less than two weeks, more teams will join that list, and we'll see more football this year, and hopefully not have to be nearly as worried in case one of these variants of COVID comes back and starts to wreak havoc on NFL teams. We obviously just saw with the College World Series how you know games can be affected. We've seen it in golf. We've seen it all over the place, so... Hopefully the NFL, you'll see more teams uh, be able to get to that 85% threshold. That's what they say will help limit this severely. Bad news for the NFL on Monday in the courtroom against their uh, case with St. Louis. Did you hear about this? I did. They're going to have to pay St. Louis some cash. Yeah, so Stan Kroenke. Kroenke! Of course, he moved the Rams from St. Louis to Los Angeles. And as cities do, St. Louis sued and said the NFL and its owners operated in a fraudulent manner among other accusations against the nfl the nfl and the owners said can you please get this thrown out we don't believe that's fair we shouldn't have to disclose our financial information to the people of st louis why would we want to do that well a judge looked that over and ruled yesterday that in fact st louis has standing and it has the right to ask for this and ordered that if they want this case to proceed and they want to go forward and fight this out in court not only Roger Goodell, but Stan Kroenke, Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft, John Mara, and former Panthers owner Jerry Richardson will have to allow for St. Louis to get a look at their not books. Not going to happen, man. Of course it's never going to happen. happen. In a million years, they will settle this. They'll have a cash settlement for the city of St. Louis. There is no way in hell the NFL's opening up the well, books. not just that. There's And even if Roger Goodell thought, no, we can still fight St. Louis. Let's go through with it. There's no chance Jerry Jones wants this or no, Robert Kraft. No. All it takes is one of those guys to say, hey, Raj, we're not doing this. Make this go away. 
and it will. So uh, St. Louis will get some kind of settlement out of this. It's it's nothing that's going to change what actually happened, but it does at least feel a little good to know when you screwed over a city like St. Louis and you move the team out of there. There's consequences for that, and good. I hope they have to pay through the nose. I hope they lose as much money as humanly possible on this because it sucks. It sucks when you take a team away from a city just to move it to a different city and then spend a bunch of money to build a new stadium. That is really crappy. Uh, Matt Nagy, Mike, he believes the time is now for your Bears. The time is now. Time is now for the offense. So they've completely retooled. He said they're starting from scratch. They're not going to live in the past. This was on the Under Center podcast with Kenneth Davis, where he said that they want a fresh start with Andy Dalton and Justin Fields at quarterback. Also, I like how Andy Dalton's thrown in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. Because, you know, you don't want to hurt his feelings, Mike. He's done so much for your organization, having shown up just a few months ago and never played a game for them. Also, uh, Bears running back David Montgomery was another subject of discussion on that podcast, where Matt Nagy said he hopes to get Montgomery over 20 carries per game. But the only way to do that is if they have leads in those games, they'd like to run out the clock with David Montgomery, and he values not, what he contributes to a you know four minute offense. Right? It's just that is not the only way to use your running game. Well, we have to be in the lead. No, no, dummy. You could almost. It's like you could set up the pass with your running. Game. Oh no, that now that's crazy. That's that's not something they learn on the Andy Reid coaching tree. <laughs> By the way, that seems like an idea from pre-1982. And good news if you're a stat nerd, pre-1982 sack statistics have not been available for NFL fans before. ProFootballReference.com has collected all of them in one place. Oh, thank God. Thank God. So now you can find out that the actual record for sacks, if they were official, not held by Michael Strahan. Lions rookie Bubba Baker, Al Baker in 1978, recorded 23 sacks. So technically, these are not official stats. But if they were, he would actually have taken over the record. You know what Al Bubba Baker is doing right now? What's he doing? Selling ribs on QVC. I kid you not. He Are has, you serious? He has a barbecue empire. Wow, I didn't know that. And he has patented some sort of boneless rib technology, and he sells them on QVC. That's great. I had no idea. Well, yeah. don't you think he's happy to hear that today? That's like, hey, I knew I was pretty good. I knew I recorded he's a lot of He's probably happy for that and they happy because he makes millions of dollars well, <laughs> selling pork. That's that's fine. So anyway, yeah, you can go dive into those and see how many sacks Jack Youngblood had in 1979 if you want to now. Good for you. Uh, Patrick Line with some interesting comments today. We'll talk about those next. Colin Mann and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slow traffic to keep an eye eye on. You'll find some delays on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 east split. Traffic's still building in that area. And traffic is still slow on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. This traffic report is sponsored by Discover. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nelson Report. Limitations apply. Only an array with fan traffic. The radio home of inside jokes that may or may not become stickers for your car. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Thursday on the show, if you like the nonsense portion of the program, just like if you you go and you you get the Captain Crunch, sometimes they have the the Crunch Berries, Mm. right? But then sometimes they've got a box just says, oops, all berries? Yes, There's actually no Captain Crunch in it. It's just Crunch Berries. Just the berries, yeah. 
So that's what Thursday's show is going to be. If you like the little crunch berries of nonsense that we normally have during a three-hour show, good news, we're doing that nonsense for three full hours on Thursday. No sports allowed. The caveat is if, like, Ryan Day announces he's retiring right, to go be laser on the new American Gladiators, <laughs> we will talk about that. But only to get... We would talk about it to contextualize it, and then we'd get right to favorite American Gladiator discussion. Yes, because we would go I, right back to non-sports. I don't anticipate huge breaking local news. If it does happen, we will put aside the nonsense and talk about it. But we are planning on a Thursday show, three hours of nonsense. Please do join us. Um, these quotes from Patrick Line today, Mike. Yeah, I don't think on Thursday's show we would we would break in with this. this no, is, we these wouldn't. are not to the level that you're talking about, but. In a normal day, these are very interesting and and fairly, I think, noteworthy for Jackets fans. He was talking to his hometown newspaper in Finland. It's Amuleti, I believe is how you say it, but I'm probably butchering that. Their sports section is just called the Yarmo. (laughs) Okay, sure. So he was talking, again, to hometown newspaper, probably being a little more honest than he would be you know, if he was speaking to a big outlet here in the U.S., right? Yes, but, and these, these comments have been translated to English. Yes, these come from, I just want to see the uh, person who translated this, um, is a CBJ fan named, it looks like Sayla, and she is a, she's a translator. She, she says she can translate from Finnish, so take it for what it's worth. She says that these quotes come from Patrick Line in his paper, said that, I guess everyone should have the same rules, but of course, you always hope that you can make the best possible use of your own strengths. Tortorella gave no freedom to anyone. That's from Patrick Line. He went on. Forwards want to create offense. You have to cheat a little bit if you're going to be a top scorer. This is not possible if coaching thinks differently, but I do as they tell me to. I assume he means cheat a little bit on defense yes, to get right. up the ice, but yeah. Um, then he said, I understand tight mold, on the other hand, but all the players are different. I don't even want to be the same as everybody else. I am who I am, and I do things the way I do. Everyone should be allowed to be themselves. Of course, you must stay in the team's game system. I think it would be stupid not to use my potential, although it's another thing of what coaching staff thinks. If you are a Jackets fan, and these comments about playing in Tortorella's system surprise you, then you're stupid. Right. We, we, have, we have talked about this. This is the major flaw, I believe, with John Tortorella. Is that John Tortorella has the ability to take average players and turn them into good players. I think where he's flawed is the ability to take a good player, turn them into a great player. Patrick Laine has the ability to be a great player. Or at least, this is where we differ. He has the ability to be a great scorer. And I think that's okay. Because, as he said, sometimes you're not going to play that complete game that John Tortorella is looking for. But your game, being as skilled as you are, can impact the team in so many other ways. I'm not saying everybody gets to freelance, everybody gets to do that. But if you've got an uber-talented guy with a high ceiling like you do with Patrick Laine and you don't utilize that talent, then you're doing everybody on that roster a disservice. John Tortorella wants everybody to play by the same set of rules. You don't ask David Ortiz to lay down a drag bunt. 
All right? right. If David Ortiz can't bunt and all he's doing is turning and burning, I'm going to give him a pass because he can change a game doing that. Patrick Line can change a game with his skill. You think he's the only one talking about this? No, of course not. Everybody around the league was talking about the limitations of playing for the Columbus Blue Jackets. And so what do the Blue Jackets do? They go out and they hire his lieutenant. (laughs) And you can spin this any way you want, that it's going to be different, and I'm going to do it my way, and I'm my own man. This still exists out there about the Columbus Blue Jackets, and they have to do something about it. Yeah, and and obviously it becomes more of a moot point now from the standpoint that I don't think it's going to matter the next couple of years. From I, I don't think you're going to have great players or really, really, really good players that you're going to mold and grow into. No, but you're going to have best. young players. You are. But what I'm saying is I think you're going to have more talent evaluation going on the next couple of years. And I think there, I think it'll be a... I don't think personality-wise, Brad Larson's going to be like John Tortorella. I mean, I do think there is going to be a little bit more freedom. I do think the players are going to have a little bit more of an opportunity to be themselves because what's the harm in it? Like, what if you're going to be rank and file and get everybody, you know, to play this hardline style that only one way goes, my way or the highway, well, what's that going to do for you? Keep you from going eighth to seventh? Like, I don't understand what the logic would be with that. Let the young players come in. Let them flourish. Let them find their games. Maybe you find some diamonds in the rough. And then maybe when it comes time, either Brad Larson rounds into this coach and becomes the guy who can coach those guys up and get them beyond their potential. Or perhaps when the time comes, you bring in a new coach who can actually change the culture. But I'm with you, Mike. The the perception outside of Columbus from the NHL perspective, it does matter when it comes to players wanting to come here. You have to get over the hump that the only way you can win is if you nail every draft pick and then keep everybody under your thumb for three or four or five years. You, you've got to get out beyond that. You've got to be able to land talent, and I don't mean trades. You have to be able to land free agents occasionally to come to Columbus and do the job to put you over the top. You need to be able to land Artemi Panarin as a free agent, not as a player with two years on his deal. And... These comments, I'm not blaming Line A for this. He's telling the truth. But you think he's saying this and everybody else around the league is going, well, gosh, I've never heard that. That's pretty shocking. No, of course not. Patrick Line just got here and he is saying the same things that PLD probably was saying. He is saying the same things that, you know, 10 other players have said in the last few years. And the Jackets doubled down on that this offseason. They just decided. I honestly, I'm more convinced now than ever, Mike. John Tortorella just didn't want to be here anymore, and the Jackets were like, "Well, that's probably best for both of us." Okay, we're not going to fight you on that. I don't. I don't. I honestly don't think John Tortorella wanted to stick around here any more than they wanted to stick around with him. It may be if he came back and said, "I desperately want to coach this team," they would have said, "All right, let's let's think about that." And if you're out there saying everybody should have the same set of rules, grow up. Well, well grow up and look at life. All right, well, we say it all the time. We have a sales staff here, right? Platinum Fox leading the sales staff. We exist because we sell commercials on this station. Top salesperson, if he's work, he or she working different hours than everybody else, barely showing up. You think Platinum Fox cares as long as he's hitting his he or she? Why do I keep doing that? He or she <laughs> hitting his numbers. Hitting their, if they're hitting their goals, it doesn't matter. If they're not hitting their goals, that's a problem. He doesn't care if he walks over and sees that person at their desk. He doesn't care as long as that number is coming in. Right. I think there's 
there's got to be some understanding of that. And I do think, Mike, this goes back to discussion we have had in sports for many years where people want to say with, you know, the Phil Jacksons of the world or these coaches that, you know, Red Auerbach back in the day with all those great Celtics teams, they go, well, of course those guys won a lot of games. Look at all the talent they had. There is a difference between the coach who gets a bunch of hustle and grit and makes them a playoff team. There's a different level of coach between that and the coach who has premier talent and maximizes the premier talent. Patrick Line, despite what you saw this year, this past year, he is he has the potential to be he has the ability to be a premier, premier talent. talent in the NHL. And you have to find a way to get the most out of him. And what I can't abide is when people look at not just John Tortorella, but coaches in general and say, well, couldn't get it. Couldn't get that guy to get going. That's that's on that player. That's not on the coach. It is entirely on the coach. The coach's job is to get the players attention. And yes, sometimes players are spoiled. They are entitled. They may feel like they don't want to do the things that other guys want to do. You have to find a way to break through and get that player to buy in and also not buy in in a way that's just shrugging their shoulders and going, well, I guess what he wants me to do. I'll do it. No, you have to get them to be excited about that. You have to find a way to unify your team. And it doesn't appear that was going on under John Tortorella. Ben Roethlisberger has apparently adopted a diet stricter than Tom Brady's. This according to reports. He is working out like crazy to prove all the doubters wrong. He is 39 years old. He's tired. The report says he's tired of being blamed for all of the problems the Steelers have. Oh, and so he's going to go out there and he's going to show people what it's like. He's apparently going to show up and be like, you know, Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. Just right. ripped. Ready to go? By the way, you know who has a more restrictive diet than Tom Brady? Cows. All they do is eat grass. Does that mean they're premier quarterbacks? No. I don't know if your diet has anything to do with your noodle arm. Well, but he, he's, you know, he's not just eating grass. He's no, I'm filling I'm saying, his body full of the right that's nutrients. Fine. I'm and, saying, what does that matter? Hey, he's like, going to stay on the field. He's not going to get hurt this year. He's old. He is old and injury prone and has trouble getting the ball to where it needs to go. So, yeah. But now he's going to be like Michael Vick in his prime. Oh, okay. No one's going to be able to touch him. <laughs> no, but your your point, look, man, I, I, I understand. Diet is not the only thing that's the problem. No, it's here. not the only thing. He's, he's working out like crazy. He's 39 years old. He sees the end of the road. And he doesn't want his lasting legacy to be the only reason he stuck around was because he took a, a drastic pay cut and because it's a, a farewell thank you. Right. He wants to go out there and win. He's a competitor. These guys are all competitors. They want to go out there and win. You don't think it bothers him that he sees Tom Brady doing it at an advanced age? Of course I'm, it I'm does. I'm sure it does. I'm just, and I don't blame him for feeling like he's got to give it one last shot and try all this other stuff. All I'm saying is they can, they went 11 and 0 to start last season, right? Everyone thought they did and were a better team and that they were going to go on and be one of these Super Bowl contenders. I certainly was figuring, okay, something happened here where they just, they figured it out. The wheels fell off because this team is not built well and because Ben Roethlisberger is also not what he once was and the wheels fell off for him too. So, But now he's going to be what right. he once was right, and then more. Go go eat some overnight oats or whatever you're doing. No, oats off that's off the list. Is that off the list? I don't I assume. I don't know what he's allowed to eat. All I know is I don't think that's the issue. It's just 
he's he needs to lose a few lbs and then he'll be back to being Ben Roethlisberger. Actually, bowl. his diet all veal, oddly enough. <laughs> well, technically, a all Twinkie diet would be more restrictive than Tom Brady's because you can only eat one thing. Tom Brady said, it's "If it's Twinkies. not a baby, I'm not eating it." All veal. Mm. Okay. Uh, Baker Mayfield has a problem with ESPN. I'll tell you why. Coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads. We're going to find some delays on 670 westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is still building in that area. And more delays expected on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. You're going to find some backups there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Wendy's Breakfast. Wendy's only serves one kind of breakfast, a better one. For a limited time, the sausage egg and Swiss croissant, bacon egg and Swiss croissant, and honey butter chicken biscuit are two for $4. Limited time only. Price participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's. Single item at regular price. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. Happy to be wrong, which is good because they're always wrong. This is Man and Bone. Pride of ownership is the ultimate goal of all homeowners. We want to help you attain that goal with new windows from Universal Windows Direct. Universal Windows Direct windows will improve the overall look and feel of your home and save you money on your energy bills and best yet, you can put off paying for the windows for two years, Bone. Two years. Two years. What are you going to be in two years? Who Dead, knows? Probably. Dead, hopefully. Call now to schedule your personal estimate. Take advantage of their buy one window, get one window free deal, plus zero payment, zero interest for two years. I said that. Call them now, 614-503-0455, or click, click, universalwindowsdirect.com. Tell them Pantsless Panama Ted sent you. <laughs> Is That's a naked special look today. But like. What's weird is he's wearing a full three-piece suit into with the no, office, with no but, pants. but it's only two-piece because it's the vest and the jacket. Right. And that and there's no shirt, no, no shirt. tie, and certainly no pants. Large amount of chest hair. Lar- uh, bigger than I thought. It's all red, too. I was not expecting red. that. <laughs> very red chest hair. Good for you. Uh, ESPN is putting together their list of the top ten players at every single position. They surveyed more than 50 league executives, coaches, scouts, and players to help stack up the top 10. And so yesterday, they released the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. Would you like to hear them? Please say yes. Yes, go right ahead. Uh, Number one is Pat Mahomes. He was also, for what it's worth, number one last year. All right, I don't have a problem with that. I don't care. It's fine. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is number two. He is the reigning NFL MVP, even though we have no idea if he's going to play football this year. Last year, he was number three on this list. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tom Brady comes in at number three. Last year, he got no respect. He was on the list at number seven. That's right. But he's He's, found the fountain of youth. He showed them. He's back. I'm sure that's what really motivated him was... Boy, they disrespected me in the uh, top 10 rankings. Don't be of, surprised. Well, I'm just this saying. This voted on by his peers. Yeah, but don't you think also maybe like get another championship ring might have mattered slightly more than this ranking? No. Okay. Uh, Russell Wilson is at number four. He actually slid two spots because last year he was number two. And uh, he didn't have a very good year by his standards last year. Right. Uh, Josh Allen. Pops up to number five. Last year, he was unranked. He was not in the top ten, but he had a very successful year last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they flirted with the Super Bowl. 
and he's going to make some money on a long-term deal. I would think I would think so, yes. Matt Stafford is number 6. Last year he was at number 10, but he's with the Rams now and I it's mean, Super Bowl or bust. Yeah. It really I mean, is. It is. I, well, we no, we we were talking about this a little bit just talking about Matt Stafford before the show and I tend to think that he's a pretty good quarterback. I think I rate him a little higher than you do, but either way, this is a guy who with the Lions has always been talked about as one of these good players who's just usually on some bad teams, or at least the last few years has been. Well, now he's going to a place that's perceived to have a pretty good roster around him and has already been to a Super Bowl recently. So the idea there is I think he's pretty good, but the expectation is he's got to be like at Super Bowl level. No, I think he, yes, I think he's pretty good too. I, I I don't understand when I hear some people talk about him like he's a second coming of Christ. Right. Oh, the the Rams got him. Yeah, I. Th- oh, they fleeced the Lions by giving the Lions a starting quarterback and two first round picks. Yeah, right. That's that is a big haul to give up to get Matt Stafford. But I think Matt Stafford is a very good quarterback. I, Good to great quarterback. Could be awesome. But here's the thing. The other way, I think Jared Goff has been a little underrated. Not that I think I get why the Rams wanted to part ways, but I could see a scenario, Mike, where the Lions have a decent year with Jared Goff and people go, wow, he's better than we thought. And then the Rams don't get to a Super Bowl or something. And it's like, wow, is Matt Stafford overrated? No, I think Sean McVay may be overrated. I think Matt Stafford is a really good quarterback who... If they don't get to a Super Bowl, it's not. it doesn't mean he sucks. It means it's really difficult with good quarterbacks to get to a Super Bowl. Anyway, I could see him being ready for a little bit of a dip in these rankings yep. next year. So Matt Stafford in at number six. Dak Prescott is back this year, and he's at number seven. Last year, he was at number nine, so he didn't play. No. And he's up two spots just because his team sucks so much. Uh, Lamar Jackson is at number eight. He fell two spots. Last year, he was at number six. Yeah. Uh, number nine maybe surprising, was uh, Justin Herbert of the Chargers. All right. He was unranked last year. He had one year. I know. He had one year. It was a a nice season. It was. In games that didn't matter, but still, let him live. And then uh, no Baker Mayfield at number 10, or number 9, for that matter. (laughs) Right. It's uh, your buddy Kyler Murray at number 10, because he had such a great year (laughs) last year. I think, you know what's so interesting is... And I, I'm not, I'm not someone who gets mad when Baker Mayfield gets slided. I'm actually thrilled. Leave him off all your lists. Don't put him on anything. Talk about yeah, how, it motivates him. Yeah, this is great. He he's at least started to get to the point a little bit where you don't hear it as much every day about how motivated he is to prove the doubters wrong. But yeah, you know that's still going on. That still motivates this guy. And so fine, leave him off the list. I don't know. Is is Baker Mayfield a top ten quarterback? Uh, probably in my mind he is, but I am obviously biased as a Browns fan. Here's what I do know. He's the right quarterback for the Browns. He makes a lot of sense for what the Browns want to do. They finally got a coach that utilizes him properly, and he made some great throws down the stretch last year to put that team in position. Now, is he the only... If you have nothing around him, is he going to lead your team to 12 wins? I don't think so. You have to have... You have an epic running game. You have a great offensive line, and you've got some great weapons on the outside. So he does benefit from being in a really good offense, but I do think we've seen other quarterbacks be in really good offenses and not be able to make the throws, not be able to make the plays. In the also receiving votes category, I assume these are in order, right? I assume that they're listing these in order that the next guy on this list would be number 11, yeah. and that's Matt Ryan. 
So that's, uh, that's well, hold on. That's a reputation vote. At that, of course, this it's a reputation vote. There's no one in the world who's taking Matt Ryan over Baker Mayfield no. on their football team. No. So Matt Ryan is is next. Then it's Derek Carr. Then it's Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Then it's Ryan Tannehill. Then it's Joe Burrow. Then well, it's Kirk Cousins. Okay. Then Baker Mayfield shows wow. up, one ahead of Carson Wentz. That is that what you, the NFL thinks of Baker you know, Mayfield? You know what that is? Slightly better than Carson Wentz at you know, this point. You know what that is, though. That is what a lot of people. Because you said this was voted on by players, right? Well, exactly. People in the league. Oh, okay, coaches, league, executives, not, players. I think there are a lot of people that are rubbed the wrong way by him, and I fully get that because he has at times rubbed me the wrong way, but. I think there are people who hold that against him. And then look at the offense is really good. They've got a lot of talent in that offense. So the thought is, well, of course he's going to put up some numbers. I I think there's, yes, more of the leadership stuff that Baker Mayfield brings. I do think he obviously has that knack for a moment to find a way to make a play. But yeah, I, I get it. You don't want to put him in your top 15 even. Was that where, he, where was he? 16? Thereabouts, roughly. I, that's fine. Go ahead. Put him down there. I'm not I'm not, not losing any sleep over it because at the end of the day, I've seen what the guy can do on, on the field, and he's right for this organization. Rapid fire coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for on 315 northbound before Henderson Road. There is some debris reported on the roadway. Traffic is slow from North Broadway in this area. Please be extra careful over here and watch out for cars as they swerve to avoid that debris. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples Connect has amazing prices for everything on your back-to-school list. Right now, eight packs of Pep Rally number 2 pencils, Staples Pencil Cap Erasers, and Staples Comp Books are just 50 cents each. Offer ends on the 18th. Pencils available in-store only. Offers may vary online. Staples. Only an array with and traffic. Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. Back to Man and Bone. Rapid fire coming up in mere moments. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game this week, Boner? We're going to do some snack trivia, Mike. I know you love snacks. I do I love do snacks. Too, so. Although you did confuse me because at least when I think of snacks, my mind goes to salty snacks. You said most of the questions have to do with sweets. Yeah, yeah, they do. I mean, they are. There's a few salties, but mostly sweets. But you know, again, I'm just thinking of things you grab quick, right. get a little snack. Then again, my definition of snack is king size candy bar because I'm a thick boy. So what are you going to mm, do? Mm. The thickness is strong here. What'd you have today? Oh, for a snack? Yeah. Oh, Reese's peanut butter cup. Mm. Hell yeah. How many? Oh, I went the four. Four bank. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if I went four Minimum cylinder, four. that's a four bank. That's a four cylinder engine right there. That's what I call it. The Honda Civic. That's what I call that. Yeah, I swing in there. I grab four of those bad boys. That's exactly right. Rapid fire. Rapid, rapid fire. Sponsored by Chattanooga Whiskey. Now available at your favorite Columbus retail store. Drink Chattanooga Whiskey. Enjoy responsibly. All right, Teddy. Rapid fire number one. All right. We know the point spreads for some of the Buckeye games this year. Which opponent do you think has the best chance to beat the current spread? They're at Minnesota getting... Minnesota's getting 14. Oregon's getting 10. At Indiana, they're getting 11. Penn State's getting 11 and a half. Purdue's getting 22, Michigan State 27, and at Michigan, 13 and a half. Um, All of these, of course, will change, but look, man, Michigan State's not any good. It's hard to beat any Big Ten team, though, by more than 27 points. So 
I'm not saying they're going to have a problem with Michigan State, but 27 points is a big line for another Big Ten school. So that's, I guess, where I'm going. That's fair. I think I'm going to go with Indiana plus 11 just because we know Indiana is going to be a pretty good team this year. Certainly, I think Ohio State's going to want to show that last year is not the norm. Don't get used to getting too close, Indiana. But IU has played with inferior teams. The Buckeyes pretty close over the last you know couple, you know decade or so. There's been a few games there that were closer than expected. So I think their motivation is ridiculously high on Indiana's side to finally get over the hump and beat Ohio State. They're the team that's, I think, going to be the closest to doing it. So I'll say Indiana at plus 11. Rapid fire number two. Would you rather the Blue Jackets keep their current team or get an expansion-style reboot? Now, when you say expansion-style reboot, does that mean, like, get a new team name? No, no, no. No, it's just, yeah, you would, like, sort of switch places with, like, the the Kraken, and you would get their team, and they would take your team. So you have an expansion draft. Yeah. Yeah. You get to go through the whole process of starting over with everything. Yeah, I don't, I mean, look, man, you're looking at a wholesale rebuild anyway at this point, so... Start from scratch. Go ahead. I got no problem with that. Yeah, if this was a Jackets team that, you know, had Bob and Brett on it back a few years ago and had some pieces that you thought could really make some noise, I wouldn't want to trade that away and have nothing. But, yeah, this is this is not the case. You are now in a full-on rebuild. So, yeah, give me all the benefits of being an expansion team. I'll take that. Rapid fire number three. Which NFL quarterback do you think is under the most pressure to succeed this season? Well, we talked about Matt Stafford. It's Super Bowl or bust for him and that Rams organization. I think that Carson Wentz is one bad year away from being written off as a starting quarterback in this league. And I think that Dak Prescott coming in with his, him too, Dak Prescott coming in with his new contract and, you know, that team underachieving and them looking at Dak as the missing piece to being competitive. He's got a lot to live up to. Yeah, I think those are all good. I'm going to throw Jimmy Garoppolo's name out there just because I know week to week it's he is the starter, and then the next week it's no, they're definitely trading him. There's no way they're going to keep him as the starter. So who knows? But if he is given a chance to be the starter for the Niners for you know the first few games, that is his shot to stay away from being bounce around the league career backup guy, right? I mean... He's made a lot of money. He'll be fine in that regard. But I could see Jimmy Garoppolo, this being a year for him where, yes, he has to get to a point where he can say, I do belong in this league as a starter, and I've got one more chance to prove it. I think that's pretty high pressure. Rapid fire number four. Which Michigan football player do you wish had played for the Buckeyes? Uh, Well, for me, the best Michigan football player I've ever seen, as much as it pains me to say it, is Charles Woodson. I think Charles Woodson, if I had to pick one guy, and I'll take a sneaky guy at number two, if you allow me two of them, Petty. And he's not the most talented guy. He's certainly not the biggest guy in terms of measurables, but I always loved Denard Robinson just because he was the ultimate gym class hero. He would go out there and do absolutely anything and he made those teams better when they weren't very good. So Denard Robinson is my second sneaky pick. Um, I'm going to go with a guy who played around the same time as Charles Woodson. I think he was a freshman the year Woodson won the Heisman. That's Steve Hutchinson. Offensive lineman who was All-American two times. He also did not allow a sack his final two seasons at Michigan. Yeah, I would take a great offensive lineman like him on the Buckeyes, especially those, you know those years, Mike. 97, 98, so those are some great teams. Add another big-time offensive lineman there. Who knows what happens, but yeah, that's that's my pick. 
Rapid fire number five. All right. Today, it's National French Fry Day. Where do you go to get your favorite fries? Well, this is with a caveat. My favorite fries, when made correctly, Mm. which is like 20% of the time, is a McDonald's fry. Oh, yeah. It's got to be hot. It's got to be properly salted. It does not happen often. They screw up one of those two things. It's been sitting around for a while. There's not enough salt on it. They're limp. Limp? Limp? Whatever. But when made correctly, I like a thin, salty fry. If I'm going off the reservation, I want a curly fry from Arby's. Well, those are my top two as well. But I will add in this. A sneaky third for me. If I can get my hands on the Taco Bell... Oh, the nacho fries. The nacho fries. Now, my wife is going to fight you for those. Those are some of the best potato products I've ever had in my life. When she sees, like, the commercials come back, that nacho fries are coming back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, she rips all her clothes off. <laughs> well, you know what elevates it, though, too? And Arby's does this, and I don't think enough people are aware of it. Have you ever gotten the cup of cheese with your curly fries? Like, who are you talking to? Well, I just, I don't, I said to Ted. Have you guys ever tried with Ted's your like, fries oh, man, a I cup never of cheese? That. Have you ever tried a cup of no, cheese? I I've tried a cup of cheese everywhere. Everywhere they have cups of cheese, I've gotten it. I mentioned this to Ted earlier. He's like, oh, man, I never heard of that. I got to try that out. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know well, you look didn't at, know. Look at Ted. He weighs five pounds. Yeah. Cup of cheese with your fry. Culver's does it. Yes. Ask for it. And that's what makes the nacho fries great. Built-in cup of cheese. You don't even have to ask. They just give it to you. Beautiful. Leanna has never been to Arby's. Well, unless there's she, not one within she, a two-block radius. You never know. She might have like a Kenny Rogers roaster situation going Where on. She's obsessed with Arby's? No, the Arby's light is right there outside of her house. You don't know. If it's in the five-block radius, she goes. Uh, what do I have next? Will Seth Jones be reuniting with family? Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon, an accident to watch out for on the roads. You'll find a crash on 71 northbound before Cook Road. Traffic is slow from Hudson Street in this area. Plan about a five-minute slowdown. And debris still on the roadway of 315 northbound before Henderson Road. Please be cautious. Keep an eye out for that debris. This traffic report is sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. Whether it's offering curbside or next-day delivery for online orders on over 160,000 parts or getting involved in their local communities. When it comes to serving you, Napa's motor never quits. That's Napa Know-How. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Your undisputed leader in talking about nothing. This is Man and Bone. Happy Tuesday. Game show coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. T-Bone will quiz me about snacks. Mm-hmm. 22-year-old Darren Baker was drafted by the Nationals in the 10th round yesterday. He is Dusty's son. Remembered fondly because J.T. Snow... Saved him from being trampled. Oh, yeah. In the 2002 World Series. Now, he was drafted out of high school, too, by the Nationals. And I want to say the 27th round. And it was thought that it was just a favor to Dusty Baker to draft him. That happens. You know, manager's kid, GM's kid comes up. Fairly decent high school player. They're not starting at the four spot, you know, coming in. Like, they're not going to be hitting cleanup for No, you. he's a 27th round choice. Yeah. They knew he was going to wind up going to college, which he did. Went to college. Now he's 22. 
and he worked himself into a 10th round pick. Now, who knows if he's going to see any time in the bigs. He's a sleight of frame, fast, speedy guy, but I will never get that out of my head. When I think of him, I will forever think of J.T. Snow saving him from being trampled. I'm trying to do the math on that because you said, that, when was it that this happened again? 2002. So he was uh, he was three years old when he was the bat boy. Oh, right. Okay. That, uh, man, he was three? Yeah, he was a- three. Golly. He was three. I knew he was a little kid, but... He was cute as a button, too. Yeah, of course, but... Letting a three-year-old on a field with major league ball players in any... I mean, just think about how fast a, a baseball's traveling at any given moment, right? Like, from someone throwing it in from the outfield to a, a foul tip or anything. Like, yeah. Just having a kid that close to the field, I, I know it's the manager's kid, but... Man, yeah, I was trying to do the math on how he could be that young still, but I guess if he was three years he old was three, on the field. He was tiny. I was thinking he was more like six or seven. No. Still young, but not... Wow, that is that is crazy to me. Uh, Seth Jones, probably not long for the Blue Jacket sweater. Rumblings now that maybe the Blackhawks could be in play for him. So the Blackhawks yesterday traded uh, Duncan Keith. Mm-hmm. Cuba Gooding Jr. enjoys him. Duncan Keith! That's right. <laughs> uh, longtime Chicago Blackhawk to Edmonton. And in return, they get a conditional third-round pick. And they get Seth Jones' brother, Caleb Jones. So Caleb Jones goes to Chicago. The Blackhawks have been rumored to maybe be a potential destination for Seth Jones. You trade Duncan Keith, Cuba. Duncan Keith! You clear his salary off of the books, which I think is almost $5.5 million in in cap space now because they're not eating any salary, the Blackhawks are. So they, they send all that to Edmonton. Perhaps you're setting this up for Seth Jones to play with his brother, and now you've cleared salary off the books where you can afford a big contract to give to Seth Jones. Well, and that's the key here, right, is if you're going to make a trade for Seth Jones, the Jackets obviously would prefer to trade him to a place where he would say, oh, yeah, I'll sign a long-term extension right away. I want to go play there. And I don't know if Chicago is that place or not, but his brother being there certainly is encouraging. Clearly, you can tell the Blackhawks would like to have him. And they would, as would many teams. Everybody would like to have But they're, they're also a team that perhaps maybe can get him to sign on long term. I don't know what motivates Seth Jones. Chicago is obviously a huge market. It is obviously a place with a, a rampant hockey history. But if that's a place where he would sign up and say, yes, I can see myself living here for five, six, seven years, then the return the Jackets are going to get is going to be so much better than if he's just traded off for, you know, a rental for a year, right? I mean, this is no doubt the better solution if they can make it happen. I don't know. I mean, the the young players that the Blackhawks have, I mean, I've seen people posting some of the guys and some of the names they're looking at. I'd love to believe you can get two stud young players for the Blackhawks over to Columbus and then also get a pick or two. Like, I'd like to think that's the type of deal you can get if Seth Jones is going to be the guy and going to sign the long-term deal. But we'll have to remain remain to be seen. I've already seen Jackets fans posting with this, though. Oh, man. Yarmo's about to fleece the Blackhawks. Yarmo wins every trade. Yarmo wins every single trade. It might just be that when a guy of his talent, Seth Jones, leaves, there's going to be a lot in return. There's no talent on this team. There better be. That's what they'll tell me. There's no talent on this team. So what do you expect John Tortorella to do with no talent? Also, Yarmo wins every trade. Well, you know what? Though, so, that how actually, is that possible? No, it actually is because then it makes sense. There's no talent, 
and that's it's shocking that Yarmo gets all these great returns for all these players that leave, except maybe it's like some of those players are really talented and everyone around the NHL recognizes that. And not that Seth Jones didn't perform well here. We all know he performed here. But yeah, that goes back to the argument that there is talent, and that's why maybe we should have higher expectations. Duncan Keith had a hell of a song in the 90s, too, by the way. I'm sure there's a reference I would get if I listened to Duncan like, Keith, any music. right? Never heard know. this song before? Have, Barely breathing? Know. I don't know if I have. Duncan Sheik. <laughs> no? Well, that clarifies everything for me. That's a good song. One hit wonder. I gotta, I gotta actually hear the words. All I'm hearing right now is a guitar riff. I know what you're doing. I see it all too clear. Yeah, I'm come on. Never. I don't You've ever never recall. heard this I don't, ever? I don't recall ever hearing this song. Teddy, save me. Yes, I've heard this song. All right. Yes, you know, we get to the chorus. You're going to hear the chorus. This isn't offensive. This would have been mom and dad bone approved. I don't know about that. It was well, why? Because his heart wasn't in the right place, Mike. How do you know? Secular, not Christian. I only How do you know that? I don't know. I just know that I, I I never heard it. That's what I know. I grew up in a very sheltered house. I don't know what you want from me. You should be lucky. I know the stuff I do know. Oh, we're just gonna keep talking until the chorus comes. When did this come out? What, yeah, what time? Nineties, ninety-five. Oh yeah. Okay. Now I know this Yes, part. you know the song. What do you want from me? Everybody knows the song. <laughs> Everybody knows Duncan Everybody Sheik. knows Duncan Everyone Sheik. knows Duncan Sheik. My guy. Put it on a t-shirt. Everyone knows him. Everybody knows this Walking song. I heard the chorus. You didn't play me the chorus. You All played right. the first few bars. Well, You're like, I wasn't, pre- I wasn't prepared to you play it. You can't quote this song from memory? Oh, my God. Yes, I'm sure I've heard that song when three did times. When get here? Three t- oh, my God. Three times in my life, I'm sure I've heard that song while walking in a mall or a Best Buy. We were talking about this last segment. It has been confirmed. Leanna Ray has never been to Arby's. Uh, Yeah, I know. It has been confirmed. This is a grown woman who has never been to Arby's. I mean, totally understood if you say, I went, it's not for me. That's fine. That's totally okay. I I think less of you, but that's fine. (laughs) She has never been to Arby's. Trying to think of, and that's something we can do on Thursday. Things we've never done that are weird, because we've done that before and it's always good. I'm trying to think if there is a fast food place. You're going to find this shocking. A fast food place I've never been to. No way. Come on. I'd have to think of some pretty off the wall. Of places that are readily available, I think I've tried every single one that is in my zip code for sure. I'm not talking about like hole in the wall mom and pop places. No, fast food chain restaurants that are readily available. Like I've... I've been to In-N-Out Burger. I don't live near one, but when we were in LA, you went. I went to In-N-Out Burger just to say I went. Have you been to Wiener Schnitzel? Now that I never have, I've, I've, I've not seen that. What is Wiener Schnitzel? Hot dogs, like yeah, but I mean, like, where do you find these? Out places? west. Yeah, no, I've never, I've never been to that. Crystal. Have you been to Crystal? Yes. Which is White Castle. Yes, Mac-off. I've been to that down in Florida. Yeah, back in the day. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. I've, I mean, if it's there and I can try it, I don't. I never saw a Wiener Schnitzel, but I would have gone in if I saw one. Do you think Leanna's been to White Castle? Um, if she hasn't been to Arby's, I'm going to guess she hasn't been to White Castle. I'm going to say she's been for the coffee. <laughs> All right, she seems like right, someone who likes in the traffic. She, she enjoys some lowbrow coffee. I'm going to say no. Uh, rundown coming up next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. 
I've made many a drunken 3 a.m. run to White Castle. Absolutely. Watch out for an accident on 71 northbound before Cook Road. Plan on some heavy slowdowns in that area. Traffic is backed up to 670, about a five-minute delay. And more debris on the roadway in 315 northbound before Henderson Road. Still working to get that clear. This traffic report is sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. Whether it's offering curbside or next-day delivery for online orders on over 160,000 parts or getting involved in their local communities when it comes to serving you, Napa's motor never quits. That's Napa know-how. Only an array with fan traffic. Come for the obesity. Stay for the anger. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Tuesday. Game show coming up at 534. What's the game this week, Boner? We are doing snack trivia, and I found out that our definitions of snack is very different because I think of more sweet stuff and I think of of salty salty things. There's a little of both here. Uh, One of the little tidbit on Darren Baker, who is Dusty Baker's son. He was almost trampled in the 2002 World Series. J.T. Snow saved him. And yesterday, he was drafted by the Nationals in the 10th round. Not J.T. Snow, but Darren Baker. The other thing I remember about him is when Dusty was the manager of the Cubs, whenever the Cubs had a particularly rough loss, Dusty would go to, in the post-game press conference, he would sit down and have his son in his lap because (laughs) he figured the media wouldn't be tough on him if he's got the kid there you know mike that's not a bad idea because we always have those yearly performance reviews where you know if you've ever had those wherever you work there's always something where they go all right here's what you do well here's where you can improve because it's like built in you have to have improvement they can't just come and be like awesome you're you're tremendous you've done everything perfectly i think next year to make it more awkward for management i'm going to bring one of my children in and just sit there and be like, oh, yeah, just tell me what you think. Yep. Tell me how bad I am. Go ahead. I'm right here. Ready to hear it. But, oh, yeah. Here's yeah, but my, your kid would child. probably bring, bring a list of all the things you need to do better, too. <laughs> She'd gang up no, on No, no, no. I'm bringing the two-year-old in. Two-year-old's not fully oh, formed yet. She, 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 she was going to sit she there and look you're a superhero? So, well, she just, she's not, she, she can't put two words together right now. We're working on sentence structure. She doesn't have all that down yet. I fr- See, here's the thing with kids. And you've had three of these, so obviously you know. Is that I have a four and a half year old kid. Yeah. But I have forgotten what it's like to have all we like forgot. a baby, an infant. Like your mind just erases. Like I was trying to think as you were saying that, when did Samantha start putting sentences together? I don't remember. I know. I we we struggle with that too. My wife will tell me when I see something, I'm like, is that is that ahead of schedule? Is that behind schedule? She's like, No, that's early. She's doing this early. And we had the the latest thing with my youngest, who's not even two yet. She's going to be too soon. Uh, but she are you still breastfeeding now, her? I mean, I yes, mean, personally, I mean, you. you that, yes, I have you. been from the start because yes. I'm an involved parent. Like I don't, you know, hate my kids like no, some of these dads out there doing. Yeah, that's why I, I have mean, man you breasts. Generate the milk, so why not use it? Don't let it go to waste. That guy from the neighborhood moved away. So what am I going to do? I had to give it to somebody. Anyway, the point is, Mike. Uh, she now at less than two years old is climbed out of her crib, is walking around. You know, all that. So we actually, this weekend, took the side off the crib, and now she's sleeping in a... Did you put the a, crib mattress all the way down? Oh, yeah. And that's she been, still climbs that's out. Been, oh, yeah. She climbs right. out in like two seconds. Oh, wow. You don't even get the door like shut. Ninja Warrior. Right. So to keep her from hurting herself, we took that off, and we baby-proofed the room so that she can't get into anything and can't hurt herself, but yeah, it's like... And I asked Melissa, I'm like, are we... Is this ahead of schedule? She said no. Or not, this is not normal is what she said for her because our other two kids, it was way later. It was like two, two and a half, 
three. Your nine-year-old's still in a crib. Yes, we have. <laughs> we have multiple cribs. I was talking to my brother. Same thing with his kids. Like it was closer to three. So I'm like, great. Now we got this monster who went like here. Here are the sentences she can say is go away mm-hmm. and mom, please. That's those are That's, the two sentences she knows. Sounds like my kind of kid. She knows go away and mom, please. When she when we take something away from her, she wants she calls me. Oh, mom. She probably. Oh, OK. Yeah. Like, no, she'll say like, so mom, it's not please, like, sarcastic, like mom, please. <laughs> it's not like one of those. Because in my mind, that's what it, it is. It might be, actually. I don't know. She's she's starting to figure out sarcasm. but the, So I can't communicate with her like, this is your bed. You lay here. You don't get up at night. So we're, we're working through that right now. But yeah, I forget all this stuff, even though I've been through it a multiple times. Uh, rundown. Hit it. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Had the home run derby last night. People seem to enjoy it. Pete Alonzo won the derby for the second year in a row. He was disrespected, though. Mm. He was disrespected because they made him a five seed, even though he was the defending champion. He yeah, claimed it he again. Was, he was pretty angry about Won that. a million dollars. He said that motivated him. Said he's the greatest power hitter in the game. I mean, that's and that's fine. He believes all that. He backs it up. That's right. Might might not be the greatest power hitter when you actually look at the stats. You know, matter, man. He does it when it counts. Yeah. In an exhibition. <laughs> <laughs> he does it when it counts. Hey, man, the Mets are still doing well this year. They're leading their division, so let them live. But, yeah, it, I, I don't know, man. I, I am someone who can root for a team and not instantly think every guy on my team is great. Pete Alonzo and I probably wouldn't hang out much ever in real life. But I love Pete. Good for, good for him that he my hit guy. all the home runs last night. I think that the over-the-top nature of some of his comments are just that. I think he's trying to get a reaction. Not my not my type of uh, comments I would like to make after a home run derby, but to each their yeah, own. A lot of people love him. When did the no fun police get here? What do you mean no you know, fun you're police? You're always the guy who was like, hey, man, in the NFL, let them take down their pants and do a little dance and celebration. Like, Pete Alonzo yeah, won yeah. the home run derby. Hang on. He wants to strut a little bit, cut a wrestling promo, and you think it's the end of the world. I didn't say it's the end of the world. I am someone who says, let's have some fun in Major League Baseball. I love it when Fernando Tatis flips his bat or any other player. I love it. Great. Keep it going. Keep it going. That those those typically happen in games where you're right. This was a game. No, this was an exhibition. Pete Alonso made a million dollars. Pete Alonso made more money winning the home run derby than he's going to make all season long with the Mets. Which is incredible to me that that's how baseball works. But yes, you are exactly right. All I'm saying is. We know Pete Alonso is going to make a lot more money in his career. He knows that, too. I don't mind when you flip the bat. I don't mind when you cut a promo. I'm just saying this whole idea of, like, nobody respected me. It's like, no one... It, it, people respect you because they're going to pay you hundreds of millions of dollars to hit a baseball. What they, Whether they respect you or not has nothing to do with the home run derby. That's what I'm saying. It was a majestic evening. You know, the what, home runs were flying out. Mm-hmm. I loved, had, I loved a, it. How many did they say? Four or six that went over 500 feet? Something. A couple of them poked a hole in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they didn't use the humidor last night either. I know. They they let it roll. Yeah. They said, let's let's enjoy this. Let's make this a show. And they got one. It All was a star show. game tonight. We will join that game in progress after Inside the Crew right here on The Fan. Yeah. Rob Manfred, Commissioner of Baseball, was speaking about some things today, saying that uh, he believes the seven-inning doubleheader will go away next season. That was purely a pandemic thing. And if they knew what they knew now about what the world was looking like, they wouldn't have instituted it for this year. Yeah, But they didn't know. 
So next year it'll probably go away. Uh, runner on second base to start extra innings, that will probably go away as well. He did say, because I had said, why aren't we talking more about the state of this game and the CBA and how I think we're in store for an extra long work stoppage. He did say that they have exchanged proposals okay. with the union. Um, no one has spoken publicly about it because they've been instructed not to. Both union members and Major League Baseball and owners. I hope something can happen. I'm not, I'm not optimistic that it will, that we'll avoid a long work stoppage. I know they're playing nice right now because it's All-Star Weekend, but as we start to get closer to the season, you will see things leak out, and they will not be pleasant. Well, and you know why you'll see that? There will be, for sure, over the next couple months, as we get to September, there will be players who think they're on a winning team, and suddenly the season goes south, or injuries pop up, and they just, they're not having a good year. And then they're going to talk to their you know union rep, and they're going to find out, oh, this is what the league's trying to do? That's BS. And enough of those people are going to hear that enough times over the course of the back half of the season that someone's going to pop off, be frustrated, and tell a reporter. So you're right. We will we will for sure hear about how good or not good this is going. And I presume it will be not good. And that will ruin the good vibes. I, I don't expect any of the baseball media to get a story like that during All-Star Week. But we'll, we'll certainly hear it. And we've already heard it. We talk to Jason all the time. Jason Stark joins us every week. He's not optimistic about this. I don't think most people around baseball truly are. No, and Jason will join us. He had a he had a thing yesterday. He will join us tomorrow at five thirty four. Mike, Team- he was he was too busy underrating Pete Alonso. That's what it was. He was selling him short. Well, that's now, what he had now to do. he's he's flying to Leanna's house to force feed her Arby's <laughs> and show her an eclipse. Uh, Team USA loses their second exhibition in a row, this time to Australia. Greg Popovich got into it with a reporter after the game because he felt the reporter was not respecting the opponents. You know, because the reporter said, hey, so what's the deal? We're used to Team USA blowing out these opponents. Now it is exhibition. And in the case of Australia, they are said to be contenders for a gold medal. That was not the case with Nigeria the other day right but they've played two exhibition games and they've lost them both well don't forget too the uh, 2019 world cup which is not the olympics but it still involves usa basketball they were in it and uh, they finished seventh in that tournament mike that's not now, ideal. the roster's not the same okay no. but team usa basketball has now lost four of its past five games that have been played some of those were in a competition some of those have been exhibition you don't think it's you don't think it's maybe something that reporters would want to ask about? I always remind or tr- I wish I could remind coaches when they forget this or sometimes fans have to be reminded of it too. The people in the media asking those questions, sometimes there's an axe to grind, sometimes there's a personal thing. 9 times out of 10, if a reporter's asking a tough question, they're doing it because they're trying to do a service for their readers. That's their job. The job is to ask the questions that they think fans want to know. And right now, there's plenty of people who follow USA basketball or who are going to follow it in the next couple of weeks as the Olympics get tipped off. Yeah. They're going to want to know what is going on with USA basketball. Why has the performance not been good? Is that fair? Do they know what's truly going on? No. Greg Popovich does. He's he's watched more basketball and forgotten more about it in a day than I'll ever know. But I don't think it's unfair to ask him those questions and say, why is your team underperforming or perceived to be underperforming? Give us some idea I have, of what's going on. I have on. the answer. 
Do you want to hear it? What's the answer? And I'll tell Greg Popovich. Two games, two losses, and a combined three minutes for Kevin Love. Well, there Team you go. USA clearly, needs more Kevin Love. We know that. Mm-hmm. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Uh, the Stanley Cup ha- has a little bit of a... Yeah, I don't like that one. Huh? Nope. Huh? I'm vetoing that story. What do you mean? <laughs> I was going to talk about how the Stanley Cup is dented. Well, it is. That happened. Okay. Well, we can do that we can if ma- you want. We can, we can mention that. I just We just did. All right. <laughs> now you know. Dented cup. Back to you. Uh, and LeBron talks about where he wants to finish up his career. And if that's not good enough for you, how about we talk about a new dynasty in the making? How about oh, that? Wow. I got stories out the wazoo coming up you next. You know what? That's a good sign that you're very confident in the next yeah, segment. Yeah, I love all these stories. Teams. I love them all. I don't know which one I love more. <laughs> how about another one? Yeah, go ahead. Throw how it about, in there. Uh, we had a retirement today. Oh, we had a retirement oh, today. Actually, right. someone I'm glad to see retire. That's a pretty good team. That's a good team. Someone tease. I'm glad to see retire in the world of sports. We'll talk about that next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for slowdowns on I-70 downtown split eastbound at the 71-315 west split. There is a disabled vehicle on the ramp from State Road 315. Please be careful as cars beginning to build in this area and plan on some slowdowns here as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Indeed.com. Shift hiring gears with Indeed. They go beyond the resume with 135 skill tests that help candidates show their abilities on things like computer proficiency or customer service. Indeed skill tests reduce hiring time by 27% on average. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Highly medicated, barely educated. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Let me tell you about my friends at Perfect Power Wash. Is your is your home dirty? My home? Like filthy? Inside or outside? No, I'm just asking. Oh, I got kids, man. It's dirty I, I, outside, everywhere. Outside, I mean. I don't think oh, you can they're, 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 power wash inside the house. No, well, I, if they can, I'd siding, like them to. We got some... yeah. Pool little, on your house. You get the yeah, the green stuff sometimes. Yeah. yeah, it's no good. Yeah, well, you got to call my guys and gals at Perfect Power Wash because they're celebrating over 20 years of beautifying homes with 20% off all services. That is 20% off your house wash, 20% off your roof treatment, 20% off your concrete wash and seal. Perfect Power Wash safely removes mold and mildew, that too, from your home, restoring curb appeal and protecting against costly repairs. Now is the time, kids. Take advantage of their anniversary discount by giving them a call, 888-860-WASH, and use promo code COMMONMAN to save 20% on your perfect power wash. 888-860-WASH. Promo code COMMONMAN. Not, uh, what did you say yesterday? Hot, sticky, sweaty, sweaty, common man? Something like that. You only get 15% off. Oh. If you say sticky, sweaty, Well, then don't do that. Just type in common man. Just common man. you're there. 20% 20% off. Beautiful. Uh, I had so many teases there. Oh, yeah, we did. had a retirement today in sports. It's someone that I'm glad to see go, and that is Nashville goalie Pekka Oh, yeah. He has announced his retirement. He's been very good for a long time. He has stood on his head many times while playing the Blue Jackets, and I am glad to see him well, leave. Right. I think that's a true sign of respect for any player in any sport is when longtime fans of teams that have played against that player go, thank God he's retiring. Get that guy out of the league. He, yeah. He sucks to play against. That is that is better than all the times where all the fans go, oh, 
he was a great competitor. Going to miss him. No, the real the, the I'm real not going to miss him. Yeah, the real talk is I don't want to see that guy ever again because he is too good. And yes, for a long time, he stifled many of Jackets' hopes when they would play Nashville. So yeah, see you later, dude. LeBron says he wants to finish his career in Los Angeles. He says, I truly hope I can finish my career with the Lakers, however, however many years that is. If it's four, five, six, stop doing numbers, LeBron. <laughs> not one, not two, not three. <laughs> Whatever, not seven, four. he says. I hope I can continue to play the game. I love being in L.A. My family loves being in L.A. We know. I know. We're aware. <laughs> being with a historical <laughs> franchise like the Lakers is something. It's like me being in Space Jam. Yes, it's just oh, like that, LeBron. On, I never thought it would be possible. You think about Kareem and Magic and Wilt and Jerry West Elgin Baylor and Kobe and Shaq and all of them, the whole list goes on. All right. I, in fairness, I did not. Space Jam was a little after my time, but sure, if, if that's a big dream for him, then whatever. Here's what I know. Uh, I, I think LeBron's endgame, and he's talked a little bit about this, his endgame is to try to play basketball with his sons, right? Any, if, if any of them are going to make it to the NBA, and I think his oldest is 15 now, maybe 14 or 15, like, Getting close enough to where in a few years, I mean, he's going to be able to go to the NBA. Yeah, he's he can play in the league at 19. Yeah, so there's a chance. I'm quite sure that's part of what's still motivating him to play as much as anything else, right? I'm sure he's trying to keep himself in shape, get another championship, prove that he can still do this, but also wants to probably be in the league to play either for, with or against his son. I think that would be cool. So, yeah, I can, I, I'm guessing that's his motivation. I'm sure he would like to stay in L.A., but I'm sure he also wants to keep playing. We live in a world where everybody has to have red hot takes, right? Which is why it's like, we can't just write stories about how Shohei, Shohei Otani's good. No, he has to be either... He has to be better than Babe well, Ruth. No, here's what he has to be. Either better than Babe Ruth, or not as good as you think. Can't right. just be properly rated as right. like, wow, this guy's amazing. Who knows if he can keep it up? Because there are this so many amazing. voices. Everybody has to make a name for themselves. And I, I was watching today... Kendrick Perkins, and I'm fascinated with his beard, by the way. Yeah. Fantastic beard. beard. You know, he's on a show with Stephen A. Mm -hmm. Right? So, of course, Stephen A's out there saying wild crap every single day. Yes. Kendrick Perkins has to keep up. Uh Uh-huh. And so his thing today that he said was, hey, the Suns, who have not won anything yet, Mm -hmm. who are up 2-1 in this series... Sons are the next NBA dynasty. Yeah, that's this is Kendrick Perkins very, telling us this. That's very odd. It's just there's no need to do that, right? Best players ready to retire in like three years. The thing I don't get about our business, Mike. Well, there's lots of things I don't get about our business of sports media. But one of the things I really never understood is the desire by everyone, unspoken or otherwise, to be the first one. To make the prediction, if, let's say five years from now, the Suns have won four NBA titles, is it going to matter Like when everyone else is like, wow, the Suns, they're a dynasty, true dynasty. Here's nine million think pieces on how great the Suns are. Kendrick Perkins said it first, though. Let's all give you some money. When everyone writes that article, they're going to be like, Kendrick Perkins, though, had this first. No. They're just going to say, look, it turns out they were a dynasty. But if they were wrong, and if you're wrong then, yes, everyone's going to make fun of Kendrick Perkins for saying this. I don't understand the rush to be first on a prediction. It is truly not a science. There's no way you can predict this stuff. Yeah, you can think they're a good team. Say that. 
say, I think they're going to win this series. I think they're going to win this championship. And I would be scared to play them the next few years. They've got a bright future ahead of them. That's not crazy and outlandish. But again, you know what? That doesn't get you. You and I talking about this. So, yeah, that's that's probably why it's done. I hate that it's done and it annoys me. International Olympic Committee President Thomas Bach had a little slip of the tongue in Tokyo today. Oh. Uh, he was uh, speaking to the Japanese people and called them Chinese. Yeah. He was oh, giving a no. pep talk at the <laughs> headquarters of the Tokyo Olympics Organizing Committee. His opening remarks were, You've managed to make Tokyo the best ever prepared city for the Olympic Games. This is even more remarkable under the difficult circumstances we all have to face. He said, Our common target is safe and secure games for everybody, for the athletes, for all the delegations, and most importantly, for the Chinese people. And then he said, before correcting himself quickly, Japanese people. Now, these remarks were being translated by the media or to the media yes into japanese they left out that part oh really they did not translate that part but lots of people in Jap- japan speak english mm-hmm. they heard it mm-hmm. it started a firestorm on social media uh, of course that's pretty bad I, I would assume now he corrected himself i'm sure it was an honest mistake but i'm sure all asian countries koreans Japanese, Chinese, they're yeah. tired of just being lumped in together. Of course. They I have unique so. heritages. They travel abroad, and people think of them as just, oh, look at these oriental-looking people. Well, yeah, that's not, and that's not right. And so they're, they're obviously very offended by this. As you, I, look, here, here's the thing I don't understand. The Olympics, their whole stated goal of the Olympics is to try to bring the world together Their whole stated goal of the Olympics is to try to help highlight beautiful cultures around the world that other people from other countries may not always be exposed to. So probably going to be an issue when the main guy you've got speaking on something in a moment right before the Olympics goes out and confuses two very distinct and different cultures who are constantly outside of that part of the world you know, misrepresented and misaligned often by people who are either ignorant or malicious. So, yeah, he's got to own that and he's got to take that and certainly not great that then the people, I assume these are IOC translators too, who are covering for him. That's not great either. You got to just leave that part out. Yeah, that looks really bad. Game show coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident on 71 northbound before Cook Road. Still working to get this one clear. Traffic is slow from 670. And debris still reported on the roadway of 315 northbound before Henderson Road. Traffic is backed up to North Broadway. This traffic report is sponsored by Discover. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Just a couple of guys touching rim and sucking on breath mints. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, with the, no, no. This is Man and Bone. Oh, Doug Gottlieb. How's Doug doing? <laughs> I don't know. And my I don't guy. Care. Not my guy. No, he's my guy. Oh, sure. Sure. 
I always love it when he moralizes things about college athletics, and it's like, Doug, you mean you, you want to get on a moral high horse? The guy who stole credit card information and got kicked out of a school because of it? All right. Seems like maybe you're not the guy to do that. You're not that guy, pal. Hmm? Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, with the, no, no, I'm, and 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 what I, what I was, and I don't know, but I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I will always love that clip. Was it? I think because he was talking to Chris Weber, right? That was who he was talking to. About I think so. His yeah. relationship with Jalen Rose, because I guess the two of them have not gotten along well over the years, even though they were both part of the Fab Five and. That came up, and Chris Weber just saying, Doug, I don't want to talk about it, and that got all the stammering and stuttering you just heard there. Uh, Here's my interaction with Doug Gottlieb back in the day. So glad he came on. If Northern Iowa beats Michigan State this weekend, would you consider that to be an upset? No. Is that just because you think Northern Iowa is that good or because the injury problems that Michigan State is having? Both. Do I sound like that? No, you don't sound like that. That was many years ago when you were. Do I? But is you that, were doing a little John Sterling. Hello, how are you? <laughs> do I, That's it is high. It is far. I don't know why you were doing that, but you I were. Know, I, you don't do it now. This isn't intentional. No, it wasn't intentional. It wasn't intentional back then. I sound stupid. I can't from believe I. I'm never then. playing that again. <laughs> I can't believe I sounded like that. It worked for you. No, it did not. That was fine. Game show. All right, Mike. Today we're doing snack trivia. I'm going to give you uh, some questions. What am I? T- it's trivia All about right, snacks. Trivia about snacks. I don't Let's know why go. I'm explaining it. All right. What product is made through Keebler's Little Brownie Baker's subsidiary? Is that soft batch cookies, fudge striped cookies, or Samoas? What? I'm, I'm, I'm confused. All right. Which product is made through Keebler's Little Brownie Baker subsidiary, soft batch cookies, fudge striped cookies, or Samoas? Let's go with the soft cookie. Ooh, sorry. And this may come as a shock to you. Samoas and all Girl Scout cookies are made, are made by, by Keebler? Keebler. I had no idea. They are Little Brownie Bakers. If you go look them up, they are wholly owned by Keebler. Oh. So the Keebler elves are making the Girl Scout cookies. Now you know. They're delicious. I've just ruined a lot of people's day. I, Why? I, I don't know. I love Keebler. I, uh, yeah, I do too. I looked them up, by the way, and they have a thing on their website, Little Brownie Bakers, where they say, order cookies online. And I oh, thought, oh, 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 that's breaking right. news. So I click it and it yeah. goes, we are only 167 days away oh, from... get the hell out of and here. And I said, ah, oh, come on. Ah, that's just I a know. tease. It's like, I know we are. But they also said, if you know a Girl Scout troop that's selling them online... Buy it from them. And I thought, thank you. I already knew that. My daughter sells Girl Scout cookies. I don't need you to tell me that, but whatever. All right, number two. Planters Peanuts, Mike, were first introduced in 1896. In what year did the Mr. Peanut character come into being? Was it 1900, 1905, or 1910? I'm going to say 1910 for Mr. Peanut. You are correct. And most people don't know this. He was live action before he was a cartoon. They had a real... No, he didn't. He was just a cartoon. It's okay. Live? I was going to say live action. <laughs> like a real person? They made a real peanut man and then said, you know what? This is too difficult. Let's kill him off and just make him a cartoon. Like the Illabuck. Right. Yes. Exactly. Live turtle. Too, yeah, too difficult. To just a wooden trophy. Yeah, exactly. Next up. Uh, the band The Hold Steady 
released a single from their 2006 album, Boys and Girls in America. They shared its name with which snack food? So they made a song that was named after a snack food. Was it Sun Chips, Oreos, or Chips Ahoy? I'm going to go with Oreos, Bone. Ooh, sorry. Chips Ahoy. All right. Is the name of the song. Go look it up. It's I've a, never heard of this band. Well, it's the, the Hold Steady. They're great. They are? Yeah, they're fine. Okay. They're, they're all right. Uh, next up. Who invented the Fig Newton? Was it Charles M. Roser, Emily Smith, If you or, don't say Isaac Newton, I'm not going to have a guess. Or Fred, or Fred Nabisco. I don't have Isaac. I, how Newton. about Isaac Newton? Is this no secret? It was not. It was not Isaac Newton. It was either Charles Roser, Emily Smith, or Fred Nabisco. How about James Newton Howard? How about him? <laughs> it was Charles... it Newton Howard or Newman Howard. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It was Charles M. Roser. Oh, Charles Roser. Now, in 1891, Charles Roser developed the process to extrude fig paste to biscuit treats apparently back in the day on there rosen oh fig paste extruder (laughs) saving the world eventually this technology was sold off to different bigger bakery companies yeah and eventually eventually nabisco acquired all that and made fig newtons but he is the one who invented that thing and did you know this Mm. in england you've maybe seen if you've ever looked at like british foods they have little like cookie type things that you can get that are called digestives yes This is because for many years, it obviously has been refuted since, it was believed that if you ate fruit and like a biscuit, grain, cookie, cracker thing, that was good for your digestive health. Which, I mean, I don't know. It's not like going to harm it, but it's not whatever. It doesn't have any special properties. But the time, they thought put fruit and cookie biscuit thing together that's a like A plus game plan yes. for, your, for your intestines. So that's why they came up with the Fig Newton was to say, well, we've got both. It's fruit, it's biscuity, cookie, it's all right there. So now you know. Next up, what sweet treat was named after the daughter of Cliff Isaacson, vice president of Continental Bakeries? Was it Little Debbie, Susie Q, or Pecan Sandy? Which treat was named after the daughter of a former bakery? <laughs> Little Debbie. No, no sorry. Pecan Sandy? No, it's Susie Q. Pecan Sandy. <laughs> Susie Q was uh, who they named this after, so let her live. Good for her. I have no other information. I say pecan. Pecan Sandy? Well, I, I say pecan, but I whatever. say pecan, pecan Sandy, but I say pecan pennies. Shameless that's, plug. That's very weird. I don't know why. Uh, next up. Oreos have a floral pattern on the cookies. Have you ever noticed this? Yes. Okay, I I've eat never, a lot of Oreos. Okay, but I've never paid attention to what's on them. I just eat them. The Nabisco logo is also on the cookie. Yes. How many flowers are on an Oreo oh, cookie? What the hell are we doing here with the flowers? One per side. This is we're stupid. not. We're not talking about both sides combined. Just one side of the cookie. Six, eight, or twelve flowers yeah, yeah, on an Oreo. Yeah, yeah, twelve. Bingo! Oh, yeah. Hey. Yes. So. Whoa. Every Oreo you eat has 24 little flower emblems on one cookie. So there you go. Next up, on their website, in what category does Little Debbie place the oatmeal cream pie? Health food? No. Is it a cake? Is it a cookie? Or is it a pie? It's not a, it's not a, it's not a cake. 
Okay. There's nothing about it that's a cake. What is it? Is it's it not a, a cake? It's, no, it's not a pie because it's in, it's encased. It's it's a cookie. It's a cookie with cream in the middle. You are exactly a hundred percent correct. If you go to the their website, that fudge rounds, the chocolate chip ones with the the cream inside, those are all listed under their cookies. Even though they do have pies and snack cakes, they actually put that one as a cookie. Oh, that's right. That's what it, it should so be. So there you go. I think that's there you go. And finally, Oreos were first sold in 1912, but they were sold in two flavors. Original, which, you know, is an Oreo, and which other flavor? Strawberry cream, lemon meringue, or rhubarb? They were like, we're launching Oreos. We're going with these ones that will be like one of the biggest hits in food ever. And then this other one, which is either strawberry cream, lemon meringue, or rhubarb. I'm going to go with strawberry cream. Ooh, sorry. You could originally get Oreos in lemon meringue Hmm. and chocolate cream. Yeah. Well, they have lemon Oreos now. They do now. Not lemon meringue. No. That was a pretty adventure. I'm just saying, that was pretty adventurous right out of the gate to say, what are we going to make? A chocolate cookie with some kind of lard icing in the middle of it. What else are we going to do? Lemon meringue. Let's see what happens. Now, I I know we're off topic here, but I contend, even though it's a it's a cookie and it's a delicious cookie, golden Oreos are not Oreos. It's a sandwich <sighs> cookie. Yeah. It is I not mean, to me an Oreo has to have the chocolate cookie. Does this change your perspective knowing that when they launched Oreos, they said it can be both? Like it can be a chocolate cookie but and they, a lemon cookie. They didn't have a different cookie though, did they? It was you, the filling was different. No, no, no. Was the it cookie was, different? I believe so, yeah. We need to get to the bottom of I'm that, sure. snack boy. Don't give me incomplete I'd trivia. They didn't make a lemon meringue with a chocolate, I don't think. All right, I'm I, looking it I'm up. saying. I will look it up for you. Tell I me if the know. cookie was different. Okay, I'm looking. That makes a difference to me. I think they made like a like a different crust and everything. I'm looking a it up. different cookie. Now. All right. Yeah, yeah, different cookie. I don't know why I said crust. Yes. All right, I can't get it for you now. We'll come back and All give right, you the back answer. back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Still watching that disabled vehicle on the ramp from 315 eastbound to the I-70 downtown split. Plan on some slowdowns as I try to get things cleaned up. And you're also going to find an accident still being worked on on 71 northbound before Cook Road. Traffic is still slow from 670. This traffic report is sponsored by Meineke Car Care Centers. Is your car as road trip ready as you are? Stop at your independently owned and operated Meineke, your one-stop shop for total car care. Make an appointment today for your free road trip check at a participating location. See store for details. Engine, brakes, tires, oil, Meineke doing car care right. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Love. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys. Man and bone. It's so good to smell you and see your faces. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm it. sure oh. smelling us is the best part All right, part what's of the this? Oreo verdict? Uh, so it turns out... What's when, up, what I miss with the Oreos? Well, I heard something about lemon. This is an amateur lemon. hour. We're not resetting the last segment for you. Come on. <laughs> Very quickly, if you just hour. tuned in, we, we were talking about the original Oreos were released in two flavors. The one you know now today, and, and the lemon one that was meringue, canceled. Right? Lemon meringue. Okay. What year was that? Uh, it was... I. It was in the 1920s. 20s? Yes. It was in wow. the 1920s. I didn't think Timmy was going to come here and start quizzing you, did you? I know. You? I, I put all that away. I'm sorry, Tim. I forgot. Uh, Who so invented anyway, the Oreo? Sorry, I take it back. 1912, Nabisco <laughs> launched the Oreo. 1912. There they ripped go. it off, too, by the way. 
The original Oreo was called a Hydrox cookie. Those are still around, Ooh, right? Hydrox. They are still around, yeah. but they, they were the original. Well, I but remember did those. the Hydrox come in lemon meringue? I don't know. But here's what I do know. They were vanilla cookies with a tart and creamy center. All right, vanilla cookies. Of so lo- lemon I meringue. stand corrected. Now, but there's a reason why they discontinued that. They discontinued it, it in the 1920s. Sucked. <laughs> it didn't sell like <laughs> chocolate with the cream. I'll tell That's you right. what. Have you had, because they now do make a lemon yes, Oreo. they're good. I yes, love they those. are good. They, I enjoy it. They are good. I don't like to dunk them. No, 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 no. I agree with you. That's separate. That's a different. I actually, you know what? Nothing dunks like a, a chocolate exterior. Yeah, that's, nothing. That's does. right. I agree with that. I will say that I would enjoy. I know you would not, Mike, because you don't like coffee. I could see eating like a couple lemon Oreos and uh, with a cup of coffee. Yeah, I could see that. I keep like some uh, these things I got at Trader Joe's. It's like a thin lemon crisp. Oh yeah, sure. Anything a little Look lemony and crispy. Crunchy. Shopping at Trader Joe's. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> the rest of us are over Wait at Aldi. It. Boy. It's just nice to have that. Here job. we are. Shopper Joe. Shop- Trader Joe's. Shopper Joe's. Whatever. That's, Trader right. That's where you shop and I shop, Mike. We're at Shopper Joe's. <laughs> uh, the knockoff stuff that falls off the bin from Trader Joe's. Yeah, boy, that soda that's two seventy nine a piece. Must mm. be <laughs> nice. Six of them. <laughs> What's coming up on the Buckeye show tonight? Pure cane sugar, huh? Wow. Tonight, we are going to give you our all-urban starting 11. The best offense we can come up with from all Urban Meyer players. Joshua Perry is with us again. See, when you said that, I thought all people from cities? What are we talking about <laughs> what, here? What did I say? How did they come all out? Urban. I, all <laughs> urban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to the rule, yeah, right. rule 11? That could, be, rule? that could be a good one, too. We look at the farm boys and we look at and the, the city, city boys. kids. That's yeah. right. We could go uh, in, into that on another show. And we'll also go through a top top segment, Terrell Pryor and his commentary today with what should happen with all of their stats and their legacy. So that's coming up tonight. Uh, Buckeye Show, top of the hour right here on The Fan. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, man, it was uh, on this date... And it was 59 years ago today that rock music changed forever when the Rolling Stones gave their first live show at the Marquee the London, in the London Jazz Center. They debuted actually on July 12th, so we missed it just yesterday. Oh, thanks a lot. Well, I don't know what to tell you. They oh, were on a bill, candy though. Candy time. Oh, it's minty time. They were they were, they were on a bill. It was Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones, along with Long John Baldry's Kansas City Blue Boys, which I feel like we would have had a lot of fun with that name had that band been around when we were paying attention. Louder. Mm. I got a huge amount of phlegm. I don't know what to tell you. So anyway, congratulations to the Rolling Stones. Next year, they will be at the 60th anniversary of their first show, and I'm sure we will continue to hear about that. A day late, we'll do it next That's year. That's right. Too. <laughs> In honor of them, yes. Uh, Who congrats. catches things on the exact anniversaries anyway? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. Well, and this is this is a few days old, but we didn't mention it. Sue Bird. You do have the phlegm. I don't Good know. Good God. Just quit. Just don't even turn the microphone just clear out. It. He's doing mints. You've I don't got know. phlegm. Just I don't know be who you are. Sue Bird <laughs> just became the first WNBA player back like three days ago. To reach 3,000 assists for her career. So, 40-year-old star. She still is still playing kicking. with great aplomb. So Misses good for 3,000. That's right. Great aplomb? Yeah. She's she's playing well. She's doing, she's doing above and beyond. Good for her. 
A plum. A plum. Yeah, A P L O M B. Wow, must be nice to have a yeah. vocabulary that kind or of dictionary. Vocabulary. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I've never heard that before. A plum. A plum. I'm Self, not saying it's wrong. Self confidence or assurance, especially when in a demanding yeah. situation. That's two right. birds. Okay. Good usage. Well, you know, what are you going to do? The hey. word's in there. Came out of it. Hey, two birds got some aplomb. <laughs> how you doing there, babe? That's are you not talking about even. How dare you? Sue Bird needs a plumber? Yeah, that's what? right. That's what I said. And Cedric the Entertainer about? will be hosting the 2021 Emmy Awards for CBS with limited in-person audience. I know everyone is waiting on pins and needles to find I'm out waiting, man. who would be hosting the Emmy Old Awards. Old man just got Cedric the Entertainer from the transfer portal. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> hey, man, you don't doubt if he's scoring 28 games, he that doing? nickname will be possible. That'll be on the table. That is September 19th, the Emmy Awards. Is he still his hat? Cedric? Yeah. yeah. There is. Yeah. Look at the picture, Tim. The picture is him holding the brim <laughs> of his hat. He's that touching his hat. He is touching his hat. It is, is definitely a part of his ensemble. Buckeye shows up next inside the crew at 8. We're back tomorrow. Talk to you then. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from 71 northbound before Cook Road. All lanes have reopened in that area, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. You are going to find some residual backups over here. This traffic report is sponsored by Wendy's Breakfast. Wendy's only serves one kind of breakfast, a better one. For a limited time, the sausage egg and Swiss croissant, bacon egg and Swiss croissant, and honey butter chicken biscuit are two for $4. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's. Single item at regular price. Only an array with fan traffic. Hey. Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald. Bald, bald. Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too, would be bald. If I don't, if I didn't take these pills every single day, <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now yeah. for almost 20 years. It's called amateur Pecia. <laughs> hey. I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe, I don't remember. It's one of the bald re- guys that does ESPN broadcasts, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, You're, I, I too shave, like I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt on it. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. You need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No. You I, can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You, thanks. you would. I, you would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What am I now. supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy. There's bald. No, is there are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have like shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. 
Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah. Like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer than to shave it back down, but the the cue ball polished dome thing, that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying I I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know I know I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because oh, I just fine wanna, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure like every other fat soccer loving yes, guy. Good. Right I, now. Don't, <laughs> I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcast. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something.